dear listener and viewer, and welcome to quite possibly the last ever ABW Live, because quite frankly, none of us like football anymore. We have been Arteta, no, we've been Emeryed for the third season in a row. He's ruined our season. But on the plus side, we've now going to be playing football on Saturday afternoons and Thursdays. We can go out and do what we want, go for a lovely, calming walk in the countryside. Talking of lovely, calming walks on the in, in, the, in the countryside, it's the man who every day puts very uplifting, calming, lovely pictures of him out on a stroll. It's Mr. Carpenter. Hello, Cheeky. Hello, my love. Sorry, I, on a stroll, my body would say very different. I would suggest they are not strolls at all. Oh, you do both, though, don't you? When, when there's the dog, it's a stroll. Oh, yeah, and when, that's true. When, you're, when you're sweating like Jimmy Savile at a school fight, it's a, it's a run. That's that's probably fair. Yeah, the latter yesterday. Must but, hey, I, I, I wish I'd have gone for a run this evening, Danny. I wish I had as well. Off a fucking cliff. Make, make, <laughs> make that three of us. <laughs> uh, so I do love the Paddington bear trousers you had on today. You brought back old ones of the 70s. They are I spectacular. Often, I, I often say that if I could fit into us, if I could be prized into a suit, I would wear that kind of suit all the time. Full three-piece, wherever I go. Like those African gentlemen, they've got no money, they live in villages and they are all dressed up. There's, there's a name for them where they've all got really dapper suits on and bowler hats and walking stick canes and nice shoes. Legends. They did the I know, Guinness I know, advert. I know the one. Yeah, I know the guys you mean, yeah. Those those men have style. Talking of style, it's a man who is wearing yet another fake dodgy Arsenal kit. Where'd you get that from, for fuck's sake? This is, what a, is, this it? is a sweatshirt from, from somewhere called uh, Football Town. It's just a, it's called The Cannon. I thought it might bring Excellent. me luck tonight, but no, it, it brought me dog shit. <laughs> How are you, Richard? Nice of you to join us. Ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I'm great, Danny. It's a, nice to see you two lovely fellas, but, you know, <laughs> don't holy like. shit. Oh, yeah. Lordy, I man. can't believe I, I cut the girls' training session short tonight, raced home so I could watch that utter pile of... Well, People thought I was I'm, being. I'm, I was on. I was on the same old Arsenal podcast today with with Craig and Cookie. Who's we call him Cookie, but it's, it's James and uh, Chris with a, with a small C. And uh, we're having a good old chat. And I, I was doom. I was doom and gloom the whole time. And uh, a friend of mine, um, uh, Pizza Guna. I was trying not to give away her real name. She, she messaged me and said, "What do you think the score's going to be?" I said, "It'll be uh, we'll score early on, and then they'll get a ninety-fifth minute penalty." Well, I was I was partly wrong. Uh, well, I was completely wrong. But either way, I knew we wouldn't go through. Uh, Chris, uh, should we talk about what you could be doing your Thursday afternoon, Thursday nights now, and what you'd be doing on Sundays now? There's no football, or should we just talk about the game? Um, I'm going to watch a uh, back-to-back series of peak practice and have. a Big wank. Oh, sheep. Mm. Anyone who doesn't get that reference, uh, you're, you're a horrendous human being and you need some taste. Um, no, I mean, you know, that's the positive, isn't it? I mean, you know, we can, uh, you know, we, we, we can have our Thursdays back. Um, I mean, to be honest, the way Arsenal are playing at the moment, I'll be busy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and I won't be One watching any of this. No, no, I just won't, I'm not even, I won't even bother for that, you know, because um, because the way I look at it is, is Arsenal can't be bothered, so I'm not sure I can be bothered, 
That's kind of how I feel. Um, that's a little bit harsh. We'll, we'll, we'll come on to how it's I not, really feel. It's, maybe, not, but, it's, not, it's not a little well, bit harsh. I it mean, some of, very apt. Some of them care, maybe. I, I mean, I think. I mean, that's a, that's probably unfair. They all care. They're professionals, but they're not being coached very well. Um, we'll, we'll certainly come on to that in a minute. But um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I have um, my notes. I have my other. You've made First notes. One, let's start out with a positive. Xhaka got injured and Tierney started. <laughs> oh, and so, yeah, so I thought, well, that, that's, that means we're going to be good. I'm going to go and highlight people's messages from the beginning of the show. But, yeah, did, did that fill you full of confidence when you realised, oh, uh, we, we won't be playing Xhaka at left-back, so uh, we're playing Tierney. This is probably going to be a good game. Well, I didn't even know because I, I got the um, – I actually went out to vote. I know. <laughs> Me? Really? I went out to vote and uh, got back in, and I only got the team news on my phone. And I refused to watch the build-up because as much as I adore and, and would probably shag Freddie Lindbergh, I just can't actually bring myself to watch the build-up and all that dross. It's just, I just can't. So um, so I never watched the build-up. I just tune in for kickoff now. So I got the team news on my phone. And um, and then I saw the camera cut straight away, like, into the crowd. And and there's Jana, uh, Jana at Granite Jacker looking like Bane with his mask on. Um, and I was like, I'm sure he was in the lineup, And I had to go and check the app to, to double-check I wasn't wrong. And then, obviously, I, I, uh, I, I went on the wonderful world of social media and found out that he was injured in the warm-up. So... Yeah, I, you know, as as much as I'm not his biggest fan, you don't want to see any players out injured. But the one thing that um, that it did give us was was a twenty three percent fit Kieran Tierney. I want to say, if that, um, which yeah. is you know, and and it showed, didn't it, towards the end? But you know, fair play, he he's one of the bright spots. So we'll, we'll you know we'll we'll keep him in the good pile. But uh, yeah, I, I did I did wonder if maybe. Uh, stupidly, we would look back on this and go, oh, the best thing that happened was that Arteta had to play TNE because Shaka was injured, but obviously that never came to pass. So, you know. True. Richard, did you could you make head nor tail of the, the lineup when it came out? Because me, Craig, Chris and uh, James, we come up with about five different formations from that, that when the lineup was announced. What, what did you think? What did you hope for? And what did you just think was probably going to happen? Because we hoped for one thing and another happened. Well, to, to be fair, very similar to Chris, like I said, unfortunately, I was I was at, um, training tonight, um, and then when I got home, I, like, I, I raced home, and then I had to quickly go and vote before, um, you know, count bin face, uh, and I had to vote before um, the game started. So I'm trying to watch it on my phone, and uh, I'm seeing the lineup kind of thing, and it's it's got Xhaka in. You know, like uh, the app that I had, it had Xhaka uh, in at left back. And then I'm hearing the commentary saying, oh, it's good that they got Tierney back and blah, 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 blah. So, and so I was kind of mystified kind of thing. I mean, I would have I would have liked to have seen um, Tierney at, uh, at left back to start. But I mean, you know, just coming off of like a really, you know, a, a, a serious injury kind of thing. Um, I, I, I really wanted... Jacko in midfield with Partey, I think it's making Partey look bad. It, it, just making him be a one-man fucking midfield on his own. It, it's it's not playing to his strengths. It's it's dropping him in. Like the, the commentators were digging him out all night, and I know he didn't have the greatest game, but like some of the hospital balls he was being given, the fact that he is he's so isolated, it was ridiculous. I really wanted. Um, I really wanted Cedric to start, uh, mainly because their um, 
their right winger, forgive me, I can't remember his name, uh, and I don't want to butcher oh, is that it Chuck? Or, or make it. Chuck yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, crazy, he's 21. What a prospect that kid is. Playing on the right and his left foot sounds familiar. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, and, see, that, and that was a thing because, uh, you know, he, he had pace about him and, and he kept on coming inside onto his left foot and and doing Xhaka. And I didn't want that to happen again. That's why I wanted... It's uh, same in the first leg. I wanted Cedric there. A bit like how Ainsley Maitland-Niles... Uh, nullified Mares in the um, in the semi final uh, FA Cup semi final last year because every time he would come onto his left foot, he's coming onto Cedric's uh, stronger foot. But obviously, like that, that didn't happen. But I just it was oh, it was just so bizarre the game. It was just so you would have thought, and I'm not saying they weren't up for it or anything like that, but. You were, you know, we had this. This was our season in ninety minutes. This was our season, and we were just so conservative for far too long, and it just it drove me insane. Drove me insane. Someone, uh, someone, uh, Josh Page liked your 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 pants, Chris. That's the highlight of your day, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I make no bones about the fact I have a very limited fashion sense and uh, what fashion sense I have is very much my own. But uh, what I say to people who don't like it is, uh, fuck it, I don't care. So, yeah. So before we, I'm just wondering, who was your, um, normally just at the end of the show, who was your man of the match and who was the worst player on the pitch? For me, man of the match, for us, Pepe, by a country mile, followed by Leno, who was put in so many dodgy positions, and our worst player, Party. I know he had fuck all support because he had um, Odegaard and Smith Rowe, both of them wanting to play in the 10 and occasionally one drifting back to help him. So he's having to get the ball from the defence, pass the ball to himself in midfield, do a one-two of himself, then give it to someone else. Completely outdone. But if the manager couldn't see what was going on, but you had a terrible game. And absolutely, I'm just having a look at the stat on the thing. Party got a seven. According to um, who scored, our worst player was Odegaard of a 6.3. And our best player was... 7-1, Pepe 7-2, but um and Leno 7-4. Oh, Marion 8. That surprises sure me. I'm not, not sure about that. Yes, I've got yeah. all yours. Um I just I I, th- I think I think firstly on Pepe, I think you're right. I thought I thought I actually I actually think he's he's really stepped up the past month and a half, two months. I think he's really it's the first time in, in a while. I've always obviously you know I've always thought he's good enough. But he's flattered to deceive at certain times, and, and maybe hasn't given you know certain hasn't given us the value that the money we put in. I don't think that's necessarily on him. It's the fact he was, you know, ridiculously priced in the first place. But to credit to him, I think he's been really good and really bright the last last few few months. But I also think that coincides with the fact that he's had a really good link up with the player both behind him, and in particular with Alex Lacazette, and, and obviously he was missing tonight. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. As regards Thomas Partey, the, the thing is, the thing is with, with Thomas Partey is on his day and in, in a good a good team, which we're not, I have to stress, he, he's a very, very good midfielder. He and, he and I still believe he is the midfielder that we've needed for a long time, but he has to have the right partner. Um, and uh, he can't, a, a, he can't a, play on his own. He can't play no. on his own. It's Exactly. And for me, Rich, he can't play it with Xhaka. Because Xhaka is is not the partner he needs. He needs 
what he what I think he needs, and I again I don't know if this is ever going to happen because certainly it won't happen under this manager. He needs a player like Emil Smith Rowe beside him, a player who's intelligent, who will pick the ball up off off the back four. He'll pick the ball up in the middle of the park. He'll pick the ball up off the number ten. You know, it's what Jack Wilshere did when he first broke into the side. It's what Aaron Ramsey did when he was fit. It's that ability to take possession in midfield and drive through with it. Partey will do that as well. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, Partey's as, as box to box as anything. But Partey's the physicality. He's the he's the guy that makes us tick. He's he's kind of the engine. You need somebody alongside him who's going to take the ball and create and make the movement that opens Partey's sort of positional play up, opens the field up for Partey. He he dwells on the ball far too much, but I don't think that's I don't think that's him as a player. I think I I would be so frustrated when I've got the ability and the frame and the 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 poise that he's got on the ball. He's a cultured central midfielder. He he receives the ball from from Leno or from the centre backs, and the poor fucker looks around and thinks, well, what the hell am I going to do with it? Because nobody mm. shows, nobody moves. No. There's no runs. There's no injection of pace. There's no desire. There's nothing in that midfield area. And what really frustrates me the most is, and this is not just an Arteta thing, we haven't had a midfield since Arsene Wenger left the bloody club. And we barely had one then, bless him. And we haven't addressed the situation. We've had two managers since Arsene. And and I, I know I'm not I'm not going off on the Arsene train because he was as much a fault as anybody because he didn't he didn't enforce that central midfield area. But when when your midfield tonight is dominated by a player called Francis Coquelin, who wasn't good enough to play for us, and we sold. You have to ask serious questions. Coquelin played with a cigar and flip-flops on in midfield today. And what did he do? He but All he did is he patrolled left to right, left to right, left to right. Simple passes. He did what Al Nene does for us, but with a bit more bite, putting some tackles. Meanwhile, Thomas Partey is there firefighting, trying to juggle 14 plates, going, I don't know what to do, guys. And when he loses the ball, all of... Let me take that back. Not all. Some of our idiotic fans go on their little keyboards and go, tell me Partey shit, he can't pass. The reason he can't pass, chaps, is because he's got no fucker to pass to. Because he's receiving the ball and he's got no options. Now, I don't care if you're, if you're Thomas Partey or you're Diego Maradona... Maybe not now because obviously he's no longer with us. God bless. But, he might do a better uh, job in midfield than Sam. Exactly. It doesn't matter if you're Ronaldinho, Neymar, whoever. If you have nobody to pass to and you get caught on the ball because you're trying to hold it and you're trying, you're waiting, you're begging for somebody to open up and demand the ball. And the only two players in our team that constantly demand the ball are Emil Smith Rowe and Bukayo Saka, both of which tonight were completely isolated both in the wrong positions and both asked to play roles that they're not accustomed to playing because it was all just congested, this big ball of shit in the middle. I'm going to take a breath there, but it's just so frustrating to watch. Oh, no, Chris, have a lay down. Have a a wafer thin mint and a lay down. Uh, Rich, we saw Arteta experiment in the first leg where he decided strikers don't need strikers. I've seen Pep do that. No, that false eight, nine, ten thingy, Bob. And then today he went, uh, a central midfield partner for party. We've got El Nenny, who had a magnificent game against Newcastle for a player of 
a limited ability, but what his limited ability is is still bloody good. He he could have done tonight what Kakalan did for them, giving us some rigidity in midfield, playing two number tens that are taking it in turns to metronome from ten to four, ten to four. Would you rather see Neil Nini play today? Do you think he could have done a job? Because that's another Arteta experiment that hasn't worked. Well, you, you know, obviously I'm I'm biased with my Egyptian brother. Uh but yeah, mate, it just it, it didn't work. It, it was just and it's it's so bizarre trying to play that way in in a big game where you when you haven't tried that before. I think like the the first leg with the the no strikers thing was I think more down to the fact that Lacazette blew his hamstring and uh, fucking Aubameyang still had malaria, I think, didn't he? So, like, it was... Oh, I just... I don't understand. It, it was just... It, he just... He, he got it wrong again and it seemingly... Seemingly more often than not. And, you know, I've been a... I've been a... Um, I've been a, an Arteta apologist on this on this pod before, but it's, it's starting to seem like more often than not, he's he's getting things wrong more often than he's getting things right. I know it might sound ridiculously redundant and um, and a bit obvious, but it's just, I, I just don't understand what he, what he was trying to, what he thought was going to happen kind of thing. And uh, with the formation that he, he, he tried to, to, to pick, like leaving Partey completely on his Todd, um, just the the whole of the 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 whole of the performance was just really really conservative and and slow. Like there was a bit in I saw in the in in the first half where um, Emil Smith Rowe broke with the ball and he's 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 char- driving forward and Pepe is on his le- on his outside uh, flank and he's he's jogging along with him. And I'm screaming like fucking spitting blood at the TV. Stretch the fucking play, run, make, give him, give him an option to make a pass in behind the defence. Do something. You're, you're, I, and it was time and time again. I'm, I'm absolutely sick of watching this Arsenal side get the ball in midfield and then turn back around. It is. It's just. It's so slow. It's so one-paced. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, having having El Nene uh, in there, the old Egyptian Perlo. Uh, uh, you know, it worked well against Man United. Having you know, ha- having that kind of more mobile person in with Partey as well. Um, uh, you know, helping him kind of easing the pressure and. Offering a, a, another pass for Pepe because the amount of times Pepe they would pass the ball into Pepe and Pepe swarmed with three players all, like, all on top of him and it's just oh Jesus Christ it was he did that um, in the was... middle of the first half in the middle of the pitch he took it around about three or four players took it back again and there was still nobody there supporting him Party mm. would probably dare not go forward because if Party decides to go forward and make a run the back four are completely exposed and we saw Chris in the in the especially in the first Bellerin in the second half was much better but in the first half playing out from the back giving it to the right hand side Bellerin and uh, holding three times I counted where they went 
I'm not quite sure what to do here. Ping pong, ping pong, give the ball away. They have they have a chance to score. How we just even Villarreal weren't playing out from the back as often as they did and we did when Emery was in charge. It just doesn't work. Why do they keep doing it? It's just absolutely it drives us up the wall. It's like he he's sticking to his plan no matter what the situation. His plan stays there and he doesn't alter his plan for the situation until five minutes to go. And he went, oh quick shit, let's play nine strikers. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I, the playing. I, sorry I think, to inter, Sorry to interrupt. I think the playing out the back kind of thing is because whenever Leno pumps it long, we don't have any physicality in in the in uh, the top half of the pitch, so we lose the ball. We we do absolutely fuck all with it when Leno pumps it long because we've got no physical players. Nobody is winning the ball um, high up the pitch in the air. It just comes, it, we just lose the ball. It's it's akin to giving the ball away kind of thing. So I do kind of understand a little bit the, uh, the playing out from the back. The problem is they do it so fast. Fucking slowly. Sorry to interrupt, Chris. I know it was your, your no, point. No, Chris. Our Carl has put a quote here from Arteta on BT. I think over two legs, and what happened today in the second half, we deserve to win I'll, the game. I'll come, I'll come back to that because I, I want to I wanna have a little bit of fun with that one in a minute. But um, fun being the operative word, not. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Richard's right. Richard's right. It, it's Richard Wright. Huh? It's... It, he wasn't. It's 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 all about the tempo, and it's all about it's all about the the way you play out from the back. Playing out from the back, people seem to think that playing out from the back is exclusively Spain, Barcelona. You know, where you tap it along the six yard box and you play five aside in your own penalty area for twenty four hours, and then you you know work it through. You can play out from the back by doing it in a dare I say it an, an Allardyce fashion. You can play out from the back by your goalkeeper simply giving it to your right or left back who are halfway inside, you know, halfway inside your own half. You don't have to play out from the back by playing it inside your own penalty area. This this new rule for a while, it seems like everyone wanted to, to play out short and, and that's what they did. But the difference between Arsenal and a lot of other clubs who, who tried it and failed is that the other clubs kind of went, you know what, this ain't really working, so we're going to try something else. We're going to do this little thing, which which Arsenal Football Club seem to have forgotten uh, at all levels of the, of, the, uh, of the club. It's called adapting. We don't seem to be able to, or willing, to do such a thing. We just will keep banging the same drum over and over and over again. You know, training must be so much fun for these players because they're just getting told the same old crap time after time after time and they're not if they want to adapt they're not being allowed to or they're not good enough to adapt it's one of the two you know i'm not in i don't work for the club i don't know but it's one of those two things and playing out from the back is is one of those like rich said you don't always have to just go long we haven't got an olivier Giroud. you know we haven't got a a, a target man christ even marouane shamak would do a job at the moment but we haven't got that player up front who will hold the ball so yeah I've got no issue with with passing, but you have to move the ball quickly. You've got to break the lines. You've got to have it comes back to the party thing. The minute that ball leaves the goalkeeper's hands, your central midfield player should be demanding the ball, but your two wingers and your two fullbacks should also be demanding the ball. As soon as that ball goes out from the goalkeeper, you should have at least three options, and they should be sideways, backwards, or forwards. Whereas what we have 
primarily is two backwards, one sideways. You know, it's 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 so it is just to use the old analogy, it's handbrake football. You know, that there is there's no pressure release, there's no sense of risk for reward in this team. And and anytime a player does come on and actually try something, he he's he's seemingly dropped, you know, or or removed from the squad for a period of time or not given an opportunity. I mean, what Gabriel Martinelli has to do to start in this godforsaken forward line, I mean, I don't know. I genuinely don't know because I'm not saying the kid is the second coming of Jesus, you know, but he's not a kid anymore. He's ready. He should be playing games. And what will happen, unfortunately, is that over the summer, probably even as early as this year, his agent will get in his ear and go, Gabby, you're better than this, mate. You know, you're better than this. You might be on a long term contract, but this club probably needs money. We'll find you a better club. We'll find you somewhere where you can go and express yourself and enjoy your football. And we'll lose that kid. It's no, it's, and there's no good keeping the likes of Saka and Smith Rowe if you're just going to buy cloggers to play around them because they're not those type of players. There's no, we're not going to get Martin Odegaard back next year. Why the hell would he come back? He can play for any of the top four clubs in England. He's not going to come back to us. Why would he? You know, and we're, and we're all we're all sitting here as fans saying, you know, oh, you know, well, we need to bring in these players. Who the hell's going to want to sign for us at the moment? You know, we, we are literally going to be shopping on reputation alone this summer and i know that's probably for a podcast that's for another day but to reinforce this team we, we you know not only we're going to have to sell players that have proven that they're either not good enough or they're not capable enough and, and that's to raise funds and then we've got to go shopping with you know our dad's credit card basically who, who's given us a spending limit and by the way you can only use it in pound stretches i mean it's it's just not good so i'm sorry i've gone off on a tangent again there but yeah, huh? the, the style of play, the style of play builds into this whole thing. That the whole the whole way. If if you if you play with urgency and you set the tone and you set the tempo, the opposition have to adjust. The opposition have to think. Villarreal at no point tonight did Villarreal have to think. At no point did they have to raise their game, and at no point did they panic. Other than their goalkeeper being a bit erratic, and what, how many times did we test him? You know. Even that in-game management, put the ball under under the crossbar, test him. What do we do? Played around, farted around the edge of the box for seventy-five minutes. It's just, it's just, it's got to come from the top. It's not. It can't just be the players. I'm sorry. It's got to come from the manager. Uh, before we go on, a quick thanks to I Claudius who has uh, subscribed for his fourth month on Twitch. Thank you very much, I Claudius. That money will go down my pants. It certainly is. If you are new on Twitch, you want to give us your Twitch prime, you can do. You don't have to. We don't really care. It's nice if you do, though. Got to spend it somehow because it is free. And, uh, yeah, subscribe if you're new anywhere, if you want, possibly. Um, Carl has got some quotes, Richard. Um, Arteta, I think we were very impressive in, in precise, imprecise. Well, imprecise. Impressive. In imprecise with the ball, probably we were a bit tense as well. In the second half, I think we were much more dominant and created enough chances in the tie to win it. And there's another one that Carl has purchased. Carl, Arteta, I feel the pressure all the time because I want to do as good as I can for the team. Today is a big disappointment because we tried everything to be in the final. Everything apart from score, Richard. Oh, God. Grown man cries live on YouTube. From a certain point of view, I see what he's saying, and that 
point of view is madness in the sense of yes we hit the post yes twice and yes um uh, uh, smith row went close kind of thing and we had lots of possession for large periods of game of the game but there was <laughs> i think someone put it in the, in in the chat so all possession no intent there was just it's it was so so scary like the, the t- team was so passive and that, except, unfortunately that that, that it, arteta didn't seem to do anything to change that you know, we we were. I, uh, you know, you could probably say, you know, he wanted to get the first half out of the way. You know, um, I remember, you know, George Graham said that in in famously of the of the eighty nine game. You know, he wanted everyone wanted us to go gun ho, and because we needed to get two goals, and he said, no, keep it tight, nil nil, I'll be happy, kind of thing. And I, I and I I had that in my in my brain. Um, that kind of quote in my brain as I'm watching the game, but you know, as the second half's going, I'm going, okay, now, now it's time, okay, now it's time, okay, now you really need to go, all right, all right, we need to step up now, or we, and then by that time, the game is too late, it's too late, it, it, it's, and you know, again, like I said, I I have been a, a, an Arteta apologist on the on this pod, and I do I do think that there are massive caveats to his tenure uh, with us, and the the utter the the difficult stuff that he's had to deal with as manager of this club. But my God, how how can you not get the team up for a one off game? How how can you? Even after the first half, he said, like I said, the quote of him was, maybe we was a little bit timid. Well, you need to change that. That's what you're paid for. That's what you're in the job for. To, to when things are going bad, to turn these things around. Uh, and, you know, it's not, he's not doing it. And it's, it's, I, I'm rapidly, rapid, and like I said, I've, I've been an apologist for him for a long, long time. But I'm, I'm rapidly losing faith in his ability um, to to adapt in games. That's the the biggest thing. Chris said it earlier. Is is to adapt. We we are not adapting, and it's it's a fucking massive summer ahead. It is a massive summer ahead for Arteta and the team. I think, uh, Chris, the tonight's game is summed up by the the, the penalty ta- the, the penalty the corner taken by William on the right hand side as we were looking at the pitch. It went all the way over everybody and landed at the feet of one of their players. That mm-hmm. that for me sums up Arteta's Arsenal. And in and in the last and in the last five minutes, the the, the person who had the uh, the two shots on goal was Hector Bellerin. Yeah, oh, <laughs> because second half, great because crossing. Was the, he was the only one to take responsibility and try and get a shot in. It, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's like Rich said, you know, and uh, I know we'll, we'll probably keep coming back to the manager because, you know, you're going to in a night like tonight. And, and I, I said, I remember doing this, the podcast with you a few weeks ago and I said, our season, uh, this is before the, the, the quarterfinal. And I said, the minimum that he has to do is get us to that final. And he's failed. Like w- w- whatever you Whatever you think, and you know me, Danny, like, Christ, we've known each other for 
too long now. You know, even when Arsene was on the way out, I defended him to the hilt because I always because I could always see what he was trying to do. The poor old bugger was, you know, <laughs> he was flogging a dead horse at the end, and 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 I think you know he probably did stay on a year and a half too long, but you could see what he was trying to do. And if you spoke to anybody in the street and you said, "Oh, I'm an Arsenal fan," they go, "Oh, I do like the football you play," you know, because it because it was good, it was good to watch, and, and it was a bit reckless abandon. And and as a fan, you know, we were all watching through our fingers because we would be two 0 up, or, or in some cases four 0 up at Newcastle, and we could bloody see what was coming. You know, we were like the 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 real life version of FIFA. You know, the, the DDA was kicking in, and we'd be pushing five men up front, even though we were four 0 up. You know. We, we were naive back then, but we were. it was bloody fun. It was enjoyable. And not every game towards the end, it, it really wasn't enjoyable. But I think that was more to do with what was going on behind the scenes as much as anything else. But but where we are right now is just, it's not enjoyable. It's, it's uh, I, I think, I think Mikel Arteta has been really lucky that fans have not been in, allowed in, into the stadiums this, this season. I do agree with Rich, he's had a lot to deal with. You know, not least being, I think one of the one of the few managers. If was he the only one who, who contracted COVID? It's certainly one of the few. Mm. Um, and when Lots it all kicked off, game. yeah, yeah. Um, and let's not forget, you know, it was the the call when the Man City game where this all kicked off was as as a result of him, uh, you know, getting getting the virus. So he's had a lot to deal with. Um, but as I was having a debate with with uh, with Tom on Twitter earlier on. Thomas Tuchel's had quite a lot to deal with and he's got Chelsea to a Champions League final, an FA Cup final and a top four finish in less than six months. Now, I do agree he's probably got a better squad than us, but he took over a Chelsea side that were a joke under Lampard. They were an absolute joke. He's also taken on a Chelsea side that can't score goals with their centre forwards, but he's got a tune out of all of those players. He laid the law down straight away with Callum Hudson-Odoi and said, you're shit, you're not good enough. You'll only play when I tell you to. And the player came back stronger. And then he went off form, so he dropped him and he brought in another player. He brought back players like Alonso and like Aspilicueta who were finished. And meanwhile, our manager has got the, the midfielder he wanted in Partey. He got the, the striker that was going to send us, you know, going to kick on this season. The guy that he built the relationship in Aubameyang. He got that contract done. He got that. He got the players that he wanted in in Pablo Marie. It was no secret that he wanted Martin Odegaard. Uh, there was other players, wasn't there? He got the players out that he wanted to get out. All of these things that people say, oh, the board and and, and they do this and they do that. Mikel Arteta got everything he asked for, everything, and he's underperformed and he's not done his job in my mind to the standards he should have done. And is is it all his fault? No, absolutely not. But people talking about the summer and, and all that, like, do you trust him right now to go and get the players we got? Because right now, for me, and I'll end on this point, is if you give him an open checkbook now, the way he's managing the club at the moment is he'll go into the Mercedes dealership and he'll come out with a fucking fiesta. That's what will happen because he, because he he's, he's throttling these players. And we're, and we're going to lose these players. It's not a coincidence that our best players are all underperforming. All of them. Even Saka of late hasn't been the player he, you know, he has been, and albeit played a lot of games. But our top 
top earners and our top level players haven't performed under him. And personally, and again, this is just my opinion, I don't think the players believe it anymore. I don't I don't feel like those players have the buy-in anymore, and I don't think they're convinced. I think they were, and I think that FA Cup has a lot to answer for because we all, me included, got very carried away. But I think as time's gone on, I don't think those players trust him anymore. Rich, Chris brought up a good point there about um, about uh, Tommy Tickles coming in, a manager we could have had, Pep we could have had, Kloppo we could have had. I'm thinking of three occasions where Chelsea have had a bad start to the season. They sacked, I think, Jose, and then they got in um, Di Matteo, won the Champions League. They sacked someone, and then they brought in Rafa. They won the Europa League. They sacked um, Lampard, brought in Tommy Tickles, and now they're in the Champions League final, which they're not going to win. But it shows that does that show that we should have possibly looked at getting rid of Arteta sooner, or do you think the the, the people who make those decisions are not really bothered because someone put in there uh, that we got sixteen million for making the semi final of the Europa League, and all the club cares about is money? Is it as simple as that? No, well, no, I don't think so. I, I think you know, the, the, it's no thing that uh, Tuchel is 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 a very very good manager. Um, and the the Chelsea team, even the ones that were doing dog shit under Lampard, was a much better squad than than we had. It showed last year in the final when they absolutely battered us in the final. They are we, it, as much as it pains me to say it because I can't stand Chelsea. They are a much better team and squad than us. So even even you know. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't see the correlations between the two that much as in like, you know, how well, yes, he's done phenomenally well kind of thing. He should be doing well. He's a very, very good manager, experienced manager with a lot of 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 talent at his disposal at Chelsea. You know, how, how much money did um, uh, did Lampard spend in the in the summer? It was, you know, it, it to bolster a squad that won the Europa League and like I said, battered us um, thing. So, I mean, I, I, I get Chris's point, but I don't think it's as simple as that kind of thing. Um, but where I, where I do agree with Chris and, and, and that is the fact that he, Arteta has, unfortunately he is underperformed. Um, and, you know, f- for weeks I have said, see, the other thing is, us just—it's it, getting rid of a, 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 a manager. There's there's always money in the pot for for Chelsea. There's always you know you bring in a new manager. Like I said, some they start doing shit. They could they can bin him off, sack him, spend that money, give him the rest of his the money for the rest of his contract. Bring in a brand new face, and he can he can build his new team in an instant kind of thing. You know they've they've got plenty of money um, to spend. We're we're weak can't do that you know it's you sack you sack Emery then you bring in uh, another manager he's got to start and get rid of all the players that he doesn't want and bring in his own his own team if that makes an, uh, a, a sense and that's the same way again now it probably it might be a good idea to get rid of Arteta so that then you've got the next person has you've already got rid of a lot of the deadwood, like say the the Danny's hashtag Bundesliga bastards. Um, 
so that now that he the new manager whoever they want to bring in um new will have what arteta didn't have a a, a pre-season and a and a and a you know a summer with the team to kind of get set and get refreshed and 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 go again kind of thing um you know i <sighs> I was on the cusp, you know, a couple, a couple of, about a month or so. Though, I keep saying it to reiterate it. I was, I was saying, you know, uh, give Arteta the summer. He he needs a because he didn't get that um, uh, last summer, did he? He was like, we won the FA Cup, and then I think it was like what two and a half weeks later, if that, we were back playing the Charity Shield and and going again in the league. Um. And I, my thoughts were, give him the preseason, give him a budget or some money to get in some some more players that he wants to do to bolster the squad, rather than rather than loans. Uh, I, I, the, the, the loans for me don't seem to work out, kind of thing. They're not what we should be going for personally. Uh, and then if there isn't significant improvement, if if we're still languishing the same sort of shit by November, December, then sack him. But Chris, oh, don't breathe. Yeah, just, when so you breathe, I think you're finished. Last, <laughs> sorry, these, I, last, these last couple of performances have, have really, really shaken me. Really, really shaken me. Just before you ask the next question, Dan, I did just want to mention one of the comparison because Rich, Rich, Rich has got a point, and, and Josh brought this this point up to me in the chat earlier on as well, and, and they're both right. Chelsea have got a better squad than us. I'm not disputing that. What I do dispute, however, and and I I will you know politely say this till I'm blue in the face to anyone who disagrees, our squad is not a bad squad. It's just not. There are a lot of very very good players in our squad. Are there some players who are bog average, and you know would struggle to get into middle mid table squads? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not denying that. But there's a lot of very very talented players in our squad. If you take those talented players and you give them their uh, their wings and you let them express themselves, we're a different side. Um, and, and everybody will look at the attacking players. I would also be asking questions of some of the defensive players. We had the best centre-half in the country in Gabriel in August and September. What's happened to him? And I know I, I appreciate he had a COVID situation and, you know, maybe yeah, he, he got injured and then he got COVID, didn't he? Yeah, which didn't help, but he's just gone. Not been given another opportunity, not been given games, Has got, his development's gone completely backwards. I think Kieran Tierney's gone backwards. And again, some of that is injury. I'm not disputing that. But he was overplayed. He was overcooked. He was shot. You know, Callum Chambers has come back in recently, been brilliant. Nowhere near the team tonight. What, you know, and this is not a knock on... I think Pablo Marie's been very good, but he was very, very poor in Villarreal. Gets the start tonight. And and the other issue I, I have with the whole the sort of the Chelsea comparison thing, you know, the squad thing, West Ham, talk to me. You know, have they got a better squad than Arsenal on paper? I don't think so. I, I don't think I don't think there's any there's not many players in that West Ham team that if you just looked at the names and you laid them out, Arsenal players, West Ham players, and you said, okay, here's the squads. David Moyes is a manager of one team. And, you know, Mikata is the manager of another team who would be fifth right now and who would be 10th or wherever the hell we are in the league. I don't even care anymore. Like, 
the, sometimes it's just about getting the basics right. But West Ham have played some pretty decent football this year, to their credit. You know, am I saying go out and get David Moyes? No, not not at all, because he wouldn't suit a club like Arsenal. We proved that at Manchester United. He's a good fit for West Ham. But the point I would make is if you just make small adjustments and you give certain players license, and I'm not the biggest Jesse Lingard fan in the world, but you make smart signings and you say to those players, I know what you're good at. So I'm going to build players around you and I'm going to give you that free license to roam. I'm going to give Mikel Antonio the opportunity just to play games and do what he's good at, which is take chances and run the channels. That's all he is good at. You know, he's a classic workhorse, but he's bloody good at it. But instead, no, no, no. We want to play pretty triangles and have fucking defensive coaches and throw in movements and play out from the back and all this. It's... It's it's a it's a very classic case of manager desperate desperately trying to make an impression and failing. And again, maybe we'll touch on him again in a minute. But there were signs in that game tonight where the camera cut to Arteta, and I looked at him and I went, "You look like a desperate man, like not just frustrated, not just oh we might you know we're close like on edge." He genuinely looked desperate, like I need us to score because my reputation is on the line here. That that really worries me because that 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 comes across as weakness, and it, and Ole Solskjaer looked like that. And what's happened to him? You know, I'm not again. I'm not saying he's the finished article, but he adapted and he evolved and he took that team on. Whereas Arteta is just, I don't, I don't think he's willing to change, and I don't think he's capable of change. And that's what really worries me because the longer we can, the longer that him and Edu are in each other's pockets. And the longer that everything off the pitch is just status quo, there's no reason to get rid of him. You know, there's no reason to change. And people say, oh, who are we going to bring in? Come on. That's that's a lazy thing to say. I could give you 100 managers. Just managers that have experience and can manage a squad. A manager that can look at a player like William Saliba and go, this kid's dynamite. He needs to be in this team. Not... Oh, ooh, I don't know what to do with him. Oh, oh, his trainers are a bit bright. Oh, he's got a bit of a funky haircut. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Oh, I'll just ship him off to France and forget all about him because he's not my signing. Nah, that's, no, not for me. No, sorry. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Right. Uh, Mr. Waffles, who was on a preview show, uh, been a friend of mine for many, many moons. He makes a really good point. Uh, start with you, Chris, and then, Rich, you, you have a go. He says, if you can't get the team that Emery got into the Europa League final and within a few points of the top four of the Premier League into the Euro- Europa League spots the next season, how is that anyone's fault but his, Chris? Completely agree. Completely agree. It's, it's, I can't it's argue a- with it. It's a failure, isn't it? Like whatever way you dress it up, it, it is a failure. If you, to use the classic line, if I go into work and I underperform, I expect to be accountable for my actions. I expect to be told to improve. I expect to be given, you know, clear, concise action plans. If if we are serious as a football club, you know, regardless of whether you back or you don't back the manager, he should be in that boardroom tomorrow and answering questions. Um, unfortunately. He won't. No, he won't be because Stan and Josh will be asleep, and and they probably won't even know what the result is. Bless them. Um, Daniel Ack will be making money off off uh, off artists at, at three three quid a fucking ten year or whatever it is he or charges. As as matey boy from the Tuesday Club who does stuff with um, Fat Boy Slim, they had a million downloads of one song. Spotify yep. paid them four thousand pounds for a million. Mm-hmm. Down- that is a third of a penny. 
But it's good PR, right. Danny. So let's let's not let's not kill the PR machine because it's great PR and he's a wonderful man and, and the sun shines out of his ass. So that's all good. We're all fine. It'll be fine, guys. Um, we, are, yeah. we are on board officially. There you go. There it is. He um, he won't be accountable. And and I and I think part of the the Arteta way. I think that's part of the problem. I don't I don't think he's under pressure. And I, somebody will dig out the quotes. I'm sure Edu said that, you know, there's the whole trust, the process and all this. I'm pretty sure that he came out and said, you know, Arteta's, it, 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 he's in it for the long term, basically, that we're going to build around him. We're going to, we appreciate it's going to take time, et cetera, and so on. I tweeted it a few weeks ago. I'll repeat it now. It's not an arrogance thing. It's not an entitlement thing. We are the biggest club in London. Fact. You can have all the Champions League finals you want, Chelsea. You got yourself in the position you got yourself into because you got the owner you have right now. Previous to that, you had cars parked behind your goal, by the way. So let's not pretend that you didn't get where you are because of the investment you got. You did. But have you surpassed us in terms of what you want? Absolutely. Are you a bigger club than Arsenal? God, no. We're still the biggest club in London. We've still got a massive fan base. We've still got huge expectations to meet, and we're not meeting them. So things have to change. So Mr. Waffles makes a, a really good point, and I can't argue with it. Richard, thoughts on that, if you have any? No, no, I don't. I say it's... Um, <laughs> no, Chris summed it up very, very well. Sorry, I, I I need to rein myself in here. I apologise for taking over. It's no, just... no, 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 mate. No, no, no. Don't, don't. It's, it's, it, they're all valid, valid points. If there was something that I could add to it, I would do. But it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's now, it's it, now. I think it's a, it's a stick or twist um, situation. You know, um, where, where, where do you go from here now? Because, like you said, whatever which way you slice of it, and, and there is, I, I think. You you'd be incredibly harsh not to say that Arteta has had some proper extenuating circumstances laid at his door, but he has failed. This season has been an utter failure, and a lot of the stuff has been of his own making. You know the the way he treated um, Saliba, the, the the treatment of Saliba. Criminal for a, a, a fucking player that we spent like what twenty seven million on, and who is now ripping up the the French league. So you know, uh, the whole thing with with Özil. I wasn't Özil's biggest fan at all, but the fact that we played half a season up until I think it was like Boxing Day without a fucking attacking midfielder. Um, yeah, it just it's it's. Oh, it's just an absolute mess. So, who would who would so just put it, put it on you there, Chris? Because you said about the you could name a hundred managers. I can't because I I don't watch as much uh, other leagues as 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 probably you guys do. Who would you who would you bring in? And that's not me saying. Oh, who would you bring in? I'm genuinely <laughs> curious because I know, like, say, what Nagelman's gone now to to Bayern. Um, yeah. I, th- I think he the pre- his predecessor is he going to Bayern, isn't he? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah. the German national team. Sorry, German national team. Um, yeah, because Flick, Flick's going to German national team, and, and Nagelsmann's going to come into to um, uh, Bayern. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe the, what the, the Lille manager or something. Yeah, I mean, Josh has called it in the chat. I I would go with with Christoph Galtier at Lille, but. Um, 
we 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 wouldn't go for a coach like that because because he demands too much of his players and and he's he's one of those managers that he he will want to control things on and off the pitch and he'll want things set up in the right ways and I th- I actually think that <laughs> that's a very good I I I think I think Gaultier as a coach would be brilliant but I don't think it, I think it would be another Emre situation in that they won't give him the tools that he needs. And that's what worries me slightly there in terms of other managers. I mean, Allegri is probably going to go back to Juve. So that rules him out. When I say there's, there's hundreds of other managers, I think the main point that I'd make, or the main point I'd make about that is there's a hundred other managers that have got experience at this level. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent saying that whoever you bring in is going to be an instant success, but there are plenty of managers that have got, manager experience and have managed big clubs you know and it, it kind of hurts me a little bit that I'm so down on Arteta because I like the bloke I do think he's got really good ideas but it's just it's not working and sometimes you just we said it on this podcast before and we've said it a number of times over the course of the year he had no experience like you know, even even if you're a fan of Bournemouth or, you know, when Woodgate went to Middlesbrough, their fans were questioning, why are we taking a manager who's never managed at this level? You know, Wayne Rooney went into Derby. They're on the verge of League League One, for Christ's sake. Derby, with the money they've got behind them. Because Rooney's not a very good manager. And I, and I know, yeah, all managers have to start somewhere, etc. and so on. But most of the managers that start young... Have got you know re- have got clubs really well set up for them and and essentially they they learn on the job and they come through and they develop quickly and they make steps up through the ranks. They don't just come in at a club the size of ours. You, you can't have somebody basically doing work experience and give them the keys to the the, the curtsy car and the office to lock up at night. It's, it's just it's madness. Um, you've got uh, formerly knows has actually just read my mind there. Lucien Favre, the former Dortmund manager. The problem with him is that he's not going to play the sort of football that we want to watch. You know, we, we probably had the right style of manager in in, in, in Emery, and I don't mean football style, but I mean we had the right style in terms of profile. He was probably the best fit in terms of his experience. But, I mean... The, We've been trolled one... by a Villarreal fan. I should have stuck with Unai. Do you know? Do you know the one? The one manager that I would go out and get if I couldn't get Christophe Galtier. The one manager I would make a really big play for. I was talking to Joel Melwar and our group about this. Is um, is uh, the Spain manager? Is that uh, uh, Luis Enrique? We were linked with him before Arteta, weren't we? Yeah, I, I just I think I think he's I think he's got a lot of really good ideas. I think he's a progressive manager. You know, he went through an awful time off the pitch with his, you know, his, his sad family circumstances. I think, you know, get him through the Euros. Um, hopefully Spain, you know, gets to the final and then lose to France in hilarious circumstances. That'd be great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I just think that he's ripe for for a big club. And I think, you know, I, I think he'd be a really good fit for us. And I think he would try and play the right type of football. Um, personally, that's who I would go with. And if you can't get him, fuck it. Just get Nelson Vivas and let's just have a great time. I mean, that would be that would be fun, wouldn't it? Simeone. He's Sim- manager. He is. And, and, I tell you, and I tell you what, I tell you what, wouldn't it wouldn't it be hilarious if we finally went off and got bloody Simeone in the summer? Because that that seems to be a relationship that's slowly coming to an end at Atletico Madrid. For the record, 
I don't want him anywhere near our club because you think it's bad watching us now. Christ on a bike. But it would be kind of funny if we finally had him and, and Nelson Vivas came as coach and Oleg Luzhny did the water bottles and oh, it'd be a right old time, wouldn't it? But a couple yeah. of people suggesting um, Graham Potter of Brighton, no, I Claudius no, does, no, no, and Cash. No. Uh, cash is another Cash Cash. Cash Graham, we can't because our Josh has bought a season ticket for Brighton next season. Um, <laughs> what, why he's, are you he's, so against Graham Potter? Because he, he, because him for me, he, him for me is another manager that what he's proven he can do is at Brighton's level. That's it. Like he, has, he has, what what experience has he got? I, I, I'm not for a minute suggesting that Brendan Rodgers is a great pick. By the way, just going to caveat before I say his name. But he's proven he can win titles. He's proven he can take clubs on. He's proven he can make good signings. And he's proven he can get on with, with the board. Would I want him at Arsenal? Not personally, no. But he's proven it. Graham Potter has done a really good job in Sweden. I mean, great. And he's done a very good job at Brighton. But when you really look at it, he's got a team playing some quite good football. Um, and they're, what, 16th, 15th? Uh, nah. I, I just, yeah, I just that's think that's because they've got no fucking strikers. They're, in terms of like XG and and chances, oh, they've they got well like back, you scumbag. Wow. Look, look at us, look at our strikers, Rich. <laughs> I mean, wow. our strikers could yeah, get cows out of the banjo half the time. So, no, I, I just, I just think it would be. I think he'd be a lamb to the slaughter because the trouble is, the minute you get in a manager like like Potter, especially if you take him directly from Brighton, is the minute we lose a couple of games. Everyone will go. Well, why the fuck have we got the guy from Brighton? There, there, there won't be a transition period. He's not. He's not a, a glitzy, fashionable manager, is he? And it, and also, he's not. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Graham Potter managing the egos? Some of the egos in our dressing room. He'll be like Bruce Rioch and Bergkamp again. I, I just. I don't think it. Very I just good don't analogy. Think, yeah. Divian has a question. Yeah, but, yeah, but think of all the Harry Potter puns <laughs> we could be coming up. I mean, with. it'd be good for that. Yeah, it'd be good for that. Uh, Divian's got a question, Richard. If Arteta was sacked today, it's not going to happen, who would be the interim? For years and years, as Arsenal fans said, we want ex-players on the board. Well, we've got Edu, Arteta and Mertesacker and Bold. They're all doing fuck all. Stuart Houston, Maybe. where is he? <laughs> I've actually got a Harry Potter-related thing, but you answer, you talk about that while I go and get the Harry Potter-related thing that I've saved for years. Uh, I would I, I would say, like, yeah, it probably would be Mertesacker. Because everyone else, or, or Steve Bold, um, they would be the, the 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 interim people for the last like four four games. So uh, I guess uh, Divian is is right. It would be probably Mertesacker. It, it, he's, he's head of the academy at the minute, isn't he? Yeah, the, yeah, the overall so, yeah. academy. Yeah, and he sp- he speaks so well. Like if if he ever if he ever thought about manager uh, being a manager, I'm not suggesting it, Arsenal, but. The way he comes across is he's 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 got that kind of Wenger thing about him where whenever he talks, I just want to hear him talk. He just he just comes across so intelligently, and that's probably why he does the role he does because it requires more stuff like that. But yeah, he's a really really good speaker. So yeah. Oh right. Have you found um, it yet, Danny? No, I should. Have, I've got a low over the. I've, I've got thirty years worth of Arsenal things that I've downloaded. Why um, you do that? Andrew's put in the chat, Andrew and Jelly. Hope that's how you pronounce it, Andrew. Sorry if it's not. Um, he said, oh, Agnelli. Agnelli. Oh, is it Agnelli? Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Christoph Galtier seems like... he's been on the show. 
seems like he could handle a long-term project like ours, maybe. 100%, Andrew. 100%. This is a manager who had his best player sold from under him, who's now currently wearing number 19 for us in Nicola Pepe. He had his, he had his best players sold out from under him. And what did he do? He went out and he brought in four or five different players to fill those gaps. He signed a 35-year-old Turkish international who'd never played European football in the top five leagues, who's gone out and absolutely obliterated the league this year and has been brilliant every week. Why? Because he's just let him do what he's good at. He's just played him and said, go out and, and bully defenders. Go out and be the big, powerful striker you are in Barak Yilmaz. And Lille are two wins from Liga, from the Liga and title. And people are saying, oh, it's only the French league. doesn't matter what league it's in. If, if, you're, if you go into a club and you prove that you can have your best players sold from under you, rebuild them and go again, you're a bloody good manager. And where's he being linked to? Nice, who are, for memory, ninth, tenth in Liga. Who is the manager of, of Lille? Lille. Yeah, is he? Would he be a good ch- uh, shout? Because uh, literally, not we've just been talking about. Oh, right. See, I've, been, I've, I've literally about to say that. <laughs> I've been looking for this. Oh no! Oh, I, I didn't make it big enough. This you said Harry Potter related stuff. Boom! Look at that. <laughs> Special. Lovely. I don't know who, whoever made that. Congratulations! I've waited eight years to use that. There you go. <laughs> Finally, your time has come. There's there's probably a lot of good managers in the in the Bundesliga and, and in La Liga. Um, our own Drew would probably be a good person to talk Bundesliga. There's um, I think Tom still follows La Liga. There's a very good there's a very good chap who follows La Liga. Oh, I'm gonna have to look him up. I think he's called Gav. I will look him up. He knows his La Liga stuff. He'd be a good person to talk to. I'm sure there's a lot of up and coming coaches in leagues that I don't follow as closely that would be really good to you know. To, to look at and, and up and coming coaches, but you know, to say there aren't other options, um, La Liga Gavi, Gavila uh, is, is Gav. If you want to, well, one person we can't it. get is um, is it Ten Hag, who's the Ajax manager, has so signed yeah. a new deal. I know that one, yeah. And uh, oh, um, our uh, Josh said, uh, Marcha Gallardo River Plate, he's leaving River Plate because uh, I've never heard of the person. He's so, been linked with a La Liga team from memory. In fact, there's a there's a bit of talk that he might replace Simeone, I think. Um, but yeah, he's 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 got good things being said about him. He's a former Argentine international. It's, it's just great that we are going to miss out on the Europa Conference League, which I've read uh, read on Wikipedia. I finally figured out how it works, and it is an absolute joke of a tournament. But is and we it? should have. Huh? But is it? Is it? Let's ask you a question for a change. Is it you're like you're you're I mean you're ancient really you're that old but you've seen yeah. it all. Yeah. Um you know you you've followed us through the good times of the in the, the late 70s the 80s and some of the bad times you know you um, were you at Anfield 89 I was so I, I was Rich was Charm sure was there as well uh, 9 there years before she was born. I mean I'm sure pretty much everyone in the chat was as My well. mum we was there. there. I was there with Wenger. So, so, uh, uh, yeah, Wenger was under my arm. Um, but, yeah, we, you've seen it all. Do you, what, is, it the, is it the first time in 20, is it 26 years we won't be in Europe? Yeah, I mean, it was, I remember when um, George Graham, 90, 
94, 95, we got to the Cup Winners' Cup final and lost it. And then he went towards the middle of that season. Stuart Houston took over for the rest of the season. And the next season, we had no European football, which would have been 95, 96, because at the end yeah. of that season, last game of the season at Highbury, Dennis. I'm sure we beat Wigan or Bolton. someone like that. And, Bolton. Uh, who? Bolton. Bergkamp's. Ah. 25-yarder, yeah. Yeah, and then that got us into the right position for the UEFA, UEFA League, UEFA Cup, and then we yeah. got knocked out by Borussia Mönchengladbach, I think the very first um, leg, first game of that. So uh, I'm glad uh, if you go way back to the very first time I did podcast in 2012, I've always hated European football. I like Premier League football. I like FA Cup football, League Cup football. I hate European football, it, unless it goes back to two legs. If it's two-leg football... I really well. I used to like it, but I, I like the idea of that. But the way that the this other league, you know, in the Champions League, when you finish third in the group, you go down into the Europa League. And now, when you finish third in Europa League, you will go down into the Conference League. So you have a load of teams that are made up from the lower um, lower ranked FIFA um, nations. They'll all go into that, and then you'll have the third place from all the Europa League will go into it. And I think it's for some of the cup winners can go into it. So in the old days, it used to be the European Cup would be the best tournament. Then the Cup Winners' Cup, because you'd have to win the, your, your domestic trophy to get into it. And then the also-rans went into the UEFA Cup. And then they got rid of the Cup Winners' Cup, changed it to the Europa League. And the Europa League has just been an absolute load of piss. And if big players have been coming out recently and saying the, the upgrades to the Champions League, they, they're making it even worse. They're now going to be more group games we all know that most of the so group many, games are pointless. There's going to be so many dead rubbers. Oh, but it makes in. money. But, but then, but the, so on that point then, so I'll ask you you this question, Rich. It's only, it's only good that we're out of Europe if we kick on domestically. Are you convinced we kick on domestically just by not having Europe? Because the idea that, oh, you know, we aren't doing well in the league because we focused on the champion, on the Europa League, that only holds water if we're busting a gut every week in the Europa League and, and we haven't have we I can think of if you if even if you go back to the group stages when we played like I don't know Atletico Lidl or whoever we had in the group stages like we we weren't <laughs> tested we, we weren't tested were we and and the only time the only time I could think we put in a really good performance was that second leg in the in the quarterfinals because even Benfica we limped through so I mean are you actually convinced that if we don't have European football that gives us the platform to kick on domestically because I'm not well, statistically, it 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 does in the sense of most of the teams of those those you know uh, uh, of the the quote unquote top six or you know at the top half of the table that don't have European football usually do well in that league in the league because or a lot their form in the league is a lot better. You know, it happened with Liverpool. Uh, the uh, I think the year. Gerard slipped up and they almost won the title then. Um, it happened with Chelsea. It happened with Leicester. Because um, uh, you have that entire week to to refresh. To, you know, you're not travelling anywhere. Um, you know, you don't have to... You've got a whole week working for that match day. Um, is this, coming is up this on Saturday. Arteta? So I do, I, or is this you hope, hopefully thinking? Do you no, think no, 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 no. This is... This this is statistically of all the other teams. It's happened to multiple other teams. Yeah. It, it, so in theory, it should. In <laughs> theory, <laughs> it should. In um, theory, playing five strikers against Villarreal in the second league should get you a goal, in theory. 
theory. Yeah. Like, you know, in, in the, the group stages and, and that, you know, I think we, we score. We were like the top goal. We were the top scoring team in the, um, in the, uh, in the Europa League. I'm, I'm fairly certain for like the group stages and, and stuff like that. But a month ago, I would have said yes. After tonight, mate, I, 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 I genuinely, genuinely don't know. Like I said, my, my belief in, in Arteta has, has severely been, been shaken. But I mean, it should. In theory, it should because you, you're not traveling anywhere. You don't have to like rotate your squad, or and if you do, if you don't rotate your squad, you're, you're going to have not have players playing every week. So pay, players like um, uh, Smith Rowe, Saka, who is has been running to the ground this season. I think that's why he's had a, a fairly poor back end of the season. Tierney, where he's had no fucking backup. Um, no other left back in the entire squad, kind of thing. So, in theory, it sh- we should be without Europe next season. We should be much more primed to have a run at the top floor. At the top four, the problem, the, the the biggest problem I the, the biggest problem I can foresee with that, and largely I agree with you. The biggest problem I can foresee with that is when you were looking at signing players last summer when we got, for example, Thomas Partey. Um, we were able to get Thomas Partey for for two reasons. One, basically, we paid his buyout clause, so Atletico Madrid had no had no choice. So we found that money from somewhere, probably Raul Sanjay's bank account somewhere. I would imagine, or a brown envelope, allegedly. But um, we got him in because we forced the transfer, and the reason we got him in to join us was because we sold him the here it comes project, and that project was sure. We're in the Europa League this season, but we're ambitious. And next season, we're going to be back in the Champions League. What we have to do this summer is while we have to move, as I said, we started shopping. We started in Harrods. We lowered our standards. We went to Waitrose. Then we went sort of Sainsbury's. Then we kind of went to Lidl. And now we're down to Pound Stretcher. And now we're going to have to go to, in in my opinion... Happy Shopper. Happy Shopper. We're, We're going to have to go to Booker's Cash and Carry... And we're going to have to dig around the bins, and and we're we're not going to be negotiating with the top clubs in Europe now and taking some of their best players and saying we're the Arsenal, we're this, we're that. We're going to have to go to middle range clubs. You know, no disrespect, but you you know the sort of clubs I'm talking about. Not just in the Premier League, but in Europe, we're going to be have we're going to have to fish around the mid table of Europe, which immediately means they're probably lesser players. And if we want to bring in the better talented players in those squads, we're going to have to pay over the odds because those younger players are going to look at us and go, well, yeah, you might be Arsenal. And sure, I'd love to live in London and and get a nice salary. And you've got pretty kits and a fab stadium and all this. That's great. But you can't offer me European football. Not you can't offer me Champions League football. You can't offer me European football full stop. So I, I want to, you know, I'm going to demand a lot of money. Sure, I'd be interested in joining you. The only reason they'll come to Arsenal is money. It's money. It was money and reputation. How we got party. Exactly. And he and you and and if you think he's gonna stick around for more than his contract, you're having a laugh. He'll be gone in three years, you know, if we get a decent offer for him. If we if we get a decent offer for any of that squad this summer, they'll go. You know, and that and that I don't I don't think that 
I don't think you can rule out any player from this squad going at this stage. I genuinely think the way we're being run at the moment and with the, you know, how much are we going to lose by not being in Europe next year? What revenue? I know the Europa League is only about 40 quid a season, but we're, we're not going to get that revenue. We've lost all the money from fans and, and people not being in the stadiums. The, the fans are already, you know, at civil war with, with the ownership. Whether Whatever side of the argument you fall on that, it, it's not a happy place. You know, it's one of the few times our fans have been united. Um, it's, you it's can not see good. why we wanted it to be in the Super League, don't you? Yeah, you can, you can, mate, you can. And whether we, whether we agree with it or we don't, and I certainly don't agree with it, and it would have been soulless. I mean, the only saving grace is, but at least, at least we haven't gone into it because I tell you what, we'd have got battered left, right, and bloody centre in that league. Would have been the first one to ask to leave. We, we would have been fodder in that league. You know, it would have been us against Spurs for the wooden spoon at the bottom every week. You know, it's we'd have it's, been the koozie lati of the European Super League. But you can see why they went for it because they looked at that money and thought it's our best bloody chance at the moment. And you know, I, I, I think it. The, the, the problem you've got now as well is, especially with the Arteta situation, is it's not just his job on the line, is it? You know, because Edu was the man who threw his, his, his body of work behind it, you know, and he's not going to sack himself. So he, he would have to come out and say, I got it wrong, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, and it, and the quotes from Arteta tonight worry me. They, 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 they come across as quotes from a manager who's, Who's who's losing it again? We we heard these kind of quotes earlier on in the season, and he and he turned it round. But those sort of quotes, when when you're coming out, and I know what you say in the media is a little bit different to what you might say to your players. It's a very different, um, it's very different when you face the media and you answer those questions sort of face on after a defeat. But he he's not he's not inspiring confidence by by trying to say that we're the better side and we deserve to win. No, he didn't because we didn't create anything. We, we, we were slightly unlucky with two two shots that hit the post. We didn't create anything, you know, and at no point in that game, if we're honest, we're all th- if all three of us are honest and probably all the chat watching this now, how many of you genuinely sat down tonight and went, we're going to turn up, we're going to come out of the blocks, we're going to be, you know, we're going to go all guns blazing, two or three up. Um, and, and I'll ask you both, both of you this question. I, I understand the, the, the thought about, you know, being a bit conservative and not giving anything away. What's the worst that can happen tonight if we went all out attack from the first whistle and we got picked off on the break and we still needed to score two? What's the worst that can happen? You know, because the thing is, if you've shown that what he's been doing for the previous 81 games was wrong, that's the worst. And that's where the ego thing worries me. Because if he goes out tonight and he goes for it, all guns blazing, we score early. Not only are we back in the tie and essentially going through, Villarreal have to change their entire tactics. And, we know and, and Emery's not good. Emery at that. hasn't got a plan B. And, and don't get it wrong, I I do think Emery's a very good coach, but he wasn't right for us. But he he Although would have jo- had jo- to have Josh attacked. says in Josh Josh brings up in in the in the chat. We did that a lot under Wenger and got fucking beat six nil. At Stamford Bridge, we were eight two at yeah, yeah. United so, at fucking. Yeah. But we so, weren't going to get yeah, beaten eight two by Villarreal. Like we weren't going to get beaten by Villarreal. What I will agree with you completely in this, in the sense of, at no point tonight or even over the tie, did I think we looked like scoring. No, I agree. I agree. Which is which oh. is it is damning. Which is absolutely damning. Will there and be wave cuts like Josh has put there? 
Yeah, because because players will have in their contracts. Players will have it written. So the best person to ask about about this is is our Simon because he will he will tell you. But that's a good way to get players out of the club that we don't want. The big earners. Yeah, but but Danny, who's going to buy them? Who well, the hell is going to? Yeah, who's going to buy some of our players? You know, we're we're going to lose players this summer. There's a few that are going to go. I think Bellerin will go. It just seems like a natural thing. Um, you know. There's probably discussions to be had about someone like a Callum Chambers. I like the guy, but you know he's going to want to play at his age. Um, you know the goalkeeping situation has to be addressed because you know, no offense, Burnt, if you don't want to play for us and you think you're so good, fuck off. See you later. Not interested. If if you're such a good fucking goalkeeper, off you go, mate. You know that, that's fine. Crack on. See you later. Bye bye. Um, you know the Aubameyang thing is a little bit harsh because he obviously he's, he's had malaria, but. You know, he's he's been MIA all season. Let's not forget that. Not just the last few weeks, he's been MIA all season. We got contract situation with Lacazette. Whether you rate him or you don't, if you sell him, you still have to replace him. Um, the midfield, I mean, I'm just not even gonna go there. There's so many things that have to be done. And, you know, Arteta can can maybe uh, maybe he can talk talk the talk any any woman or man into bed he wants, in ter- you know, metaphorically. It doesn't matter if if you're going to sell a project to a player, and then the minute they come through the door, play them in a defensive, just dull, you know, free flowing footballer style. It, nobody's going to want to come and join us for that, are they? They're just not. Like uh, Craig has put there, I'm sure that's Craig from same old Arsenal, um, magnificent podcast. I was on there today. Go and have a look on YouTube for Four Men in a Mic, and you'll be entertained for an hour. Or go and watch uh, last week's one when I uh, I exclaimed, everybody loves a bit of cock. And everyone forgot to breathe. Uh, Craig says, the players down tools two years ago in Baku. They did. Now the players down them in the semi-final, seemingly. Arteta has to go, but these players stink. He doesn't. You can't put it all just down to the manager. Those players know what is right. Mm. They know what what needs to be done. It's famously... Um, Henri said when he was at Barcelona and, and playing for Pep, Pep told him to do one job. He saw things weren't working. He did another job, went off and scored, and then Pep had a go at him for doing it. That's the kind of regime that we've got with Arteta. You do as he says, or you're out. Or you might even be out anyway. Look at this. My updated, there you go, people, for the people listening at home and on the bus and on the toilet or in the bath, I've updated our back four. This is for the last uh, 19 games, because 20 games ago, it, we played a back five. How, look how often they have been swapped around, the right backs, the central midfield, central defence pairing. All the, the left back stuff you can forget, because that is tyranny being injured. When he's not injured... Tierney plays, so that's okay. But the back, the, the centre back pairing, holding Marie, Louise, Gabriel, holding Marie, holding Marie, holding Gabriel, holding Marie, holding Marie, holding Gabriel, holding Gabriel. And then Louise was there for ages, but then he got injured. But then it was Louise, Mari, Louise, Gabriel, three games in a row, Louise, Mari, Mari. You're thinking, surely so you must have you. some idea of what you're back. Someone said to me that, that, um, not all great teams have the same lineups all the time. You don't, but great teams have decent partnerships, decent mm. spine. We don't have that. Not one member of that team, other than Leno, is guaranteed to start every game this season. No one. No one. That's, I'm, that's shocking. The players must be thinking day before the game. I've got no idea if I'm playing or not. And when, when they're in playing, yeah. and play, players who've been informed have been dropped. What did Chambers do wrong? Exactly. 
today exactly. would have been the ideal opportunity. I said on Craig's show, the ideal opportunity to play Chambers at right back. And when things aren't looking good, you go from a back four to a back three with three centre-backs. You couldn't have done that today. We didn't have three centre-backs on the pitch. Martinelli was brilliant at Newcastle. Man of the match in every yep. paper you read and every programme you watch. What's his reward sit on the bench? And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that he didn't pick, you know, he did pick uh, Pepe and Odegaard and uh, Smith-Rowe. So on paper, and Saka, on paper, that is a an attacking lineup. Odegaard wasn't fit tonight. He hasn't been fit for weeks. Why start him? Well, I just play, and, give Martinelli and, his and wins. Even, even more damning, the fact that if it wasn't going right, he could make five changes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. When did we bring on Nketiah? Was it like 85th minute or... It was so late. I only realised he was on the pitch when he got a yellow card. When he got a yellow card, exactly. Exactly. Well, because towards the end of the game, I started getting bored and I think this is going absolutely nowhere. Uh, Zamir there in, uh, in, I think, in New York. Bit of a cheeky monkey on Twitter. I didn't realise that was him. It's been a... Been sending him a few tweets back and forth. There's uh, some names I don't remember. Pat Brady there. Uh, Saka is an auto start. Well, you would think so. But what position, Pat? That's the question. Yeah. Left back, left wing back, right back. Today, he started on the right. Twice in the game, they swapped over Pepe and Saka. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working no matter what he did. Oh, damn Brazil. Great teams have four or four have four or four or players that play consistently, stay on the pitch. We chop and change way too much. Yep. So true. Because um, it's, de- it's a desperate manager trying to make trying to make an impact. It, you know, trying to trying to keep players out, trying to put players in, and oh, the the might like the, I, I, the I, said this, I said this about just... Arteta. So I said this about Arteta. It's not Arteta. Emery at the end of this thing. It seems like a desperate manager trying to throw as much shit at yeah. the wall as he can and seeing what sticks. Sorry to yep. cut you off there. No, no, you're, you're bang on. You're bang on, mate. I completely Zo, agree. Zoe Hirul says, I told you guys, Arteta is Rafa Benitez with a turtleneck. <laughs> without the tactical without the tactical analysis <laughs> and the ability to change a game, yeah. Well, Zamir um, puts here, Balogun signed a new contract yet can't get a sniff. Sniff, exactly. Uh, over <laughs> Eddie, who has one year left and he's probably on, on his way out, sums it up ask, perfectly. Ask yourself this. Would Balogun... And and I'm not again. I'm not saying he would have gone out and banged a hat trick. Would he have done any worse than a clearly half fit Aubameyang tonight? The answer you're looking no. for is no. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, just off the back of a new contract. You know, why not? Just it, it's a very George Graham fever pitch esque move, isn't it? But you know, movie scripts and all that. But what would have been the harm in sticking him? You know. Hell, if you didn't want to start and put him on the bench, he yeah. doesn't want him to start and, and score a hat trick because then he'll look like an idiot and go. Same reason you're not starting Martinelli. Had a yeah, magnificent have, last season. He could have taken all the credit. He won't know. Yeah, but if he put him in and Balogun went in today and and scored, you know, even if he scored one or he was a part of the goal or whatever, Arteta could have said, "Yeah, do you know what? I got the, the media would have been lavishing him and said, oh, what a great, what a great perform, what a great sort of situation you're in, and you you threw a guy in and it paid off for you tonight.'" You know, I mean, and like Rudy's put in the chat there, you don't play a youngster in such a big game. Why not, Rudy? Why not, mate? Why not? Some of the best yeah. players. Who would have thought you'd... Mason Mount. Mason Mount was on loan at Derby. He's now Chelsea's best fucking player. You've got... Sometimes you've just got to put faith in these kids and put them in. 
Saka and Smith Rowe are our two arguably best players. They only got into this team because, as Rich very eloquently put it, we were throwing so much shit at a wall, nothing was sticking. So we went, do you know what? Fuck it. Let's put these two kids in and see what happens. Our best attacking midfielder is currently on loan at Newcastle. Uh, have I you mean, got to go to bed, know. Richard? Yes, I do, yeah. Do you want to go? Oh, me and Chris and just carry I'm... on. Yeah, you can do, lads. You can do. I know, you're looking like you're no, about no, to fall no. asleep. Any final words? Any final words before you go, Richard? Um, final words. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's looking <laughs> the way. It's gonna Same be. Thing. It's gonna be Arteta out. Oh, Sadly, just do you agree, as much do you agree with as I am, um, Arteta should be treated like he treats his players. He should be dropped. There <laughs> <Let> you go. <laughs> yeah, it's. That's the only thing I. That's the. That's my my parting thing. I just <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to Amen. go with this fucking team. It's. Um, but yeah, I I think um, it's uh, it's it's on its on its tonight. Like I said, I've said it about three or four times. I'm sorry to be repeated of tonight as as just shaken all anything that I had in reserve for Arteta has kind of been. Um, uh, shaken away by tonight's performance, uh, how how passive and dull it was. But hey ho, um, yeah, lads, I've got to get up in the morning because I've got to be at the hospital at eight o'clock. So um, yes, enjoy the rest of the show, lads. Sorry, you <laughs> 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 decided to play some music. It's, it's always like it's like exit music, <laughs> that wasn't it? <laughs> uh, all right, Richard. Thank yeah. you very much for your time. We'll see you in the WhatsApp Take group. Take care, lads. So, where do we where do we go from from there, Chris? Oh, look, he doesn't. He's, has he got this sorted? Oh, oh there you go. He's gone. Off. Where do we go? <laughs> Pat Brady is, but less interruptions for Chris. <laughs> yeah, more out. No, I just just where like to we... make a public apology to Rich. I apologise if I uh, didn't give him. As, as much as time as I should have, I've just been on. I've been on one. I'm sorry. But he was on a wireless connection, and so there was always a small delay. So when that happens, because he doesn't have it, his computer's not any good. So he is broadcasting from his mobile phone, and so that's okay. why there is a delay. We talk over him occasionally. Yeah, where do we go from here? <sighs> I don't Start, know. Mate. Starting with tomorrow morning. Do you expect any changes? Will there no, be? Should no. there be? Yeah, there should be. I mean. You know, again, I feel like we're repeating ourselves, but I listened listened to a lot of podcasts, um, and and I I like to think, and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will will disagree, and that's fine, but no problem with that. I like to think I know my football. I like to think I'm intelligent enough to see what works and what doesn't work. Sure, sometimes I go on little fishing trips on Twitter and and I say a few things just to uh, to provoke a reaction because, you know, it's fun. But on the whole, I'm pretty straight shooting and I sell it like I see it. And, you know, towards the end of the, the Wenger era, I was very much against the people that were trying to hound him out. But at the same time, sort of understanding that maybe it was it was coming to that time. Under Emre, I defended him probably a lot more than a lot of people did. And, and looking back, probably more than maybe I should have done because I really wanted it to work. You know, I saw his body of work at PSG and I thought there is something, there's something there. 
Um, unfortunately, I think you know ultimately he he lost the plot at the end. It, it was it was becoming a circus. But the the problem that I have right now is that I don't I don't see a huge degree of difference between the latter days of Emery and the current days of Arteta. I I, I genuinely don't. And Jace, formerly of this parish, and I were having this chat, and you know Jace is uh, famously outspoken, of course, but he's absolutely right when he's been saying on Twitter, you know, this trust the process thing. Um, is one thing that people keep banging on about. And then there's the other argument that people keep on bringing up where it's like, but he's improved us. And uh, I'm sorry, but the more I, the more I hear that and the more I watch of us, the less I'm convinced by that argument. I think he's improved some areas of us, but I don't think those improvements are anywhere near big enough where we can say that's a clear definition. You know, we don't have, a play style. We don't. We don't have an attacking style. We don't look defensively organised consistently enough. We don't. We don't try new things. We haven't adapted our style. We don't change our tactics either pre or post game, uh, or or even during a game for that matter. His substitutions are still terrible. Um, you know, and again, you understand a manager has, takes time to learn. He's been there for was it eighteen months now. You know, this isn't a manager who's been in place for five or six months. This isn't a, you know, a Ryan Mason situation at Tottenham. You know, this is a guy who we, you know, we basically begged Man City to let go. This is a guy who we went after and, and pursued heavily. And and this is also a guy that we didn't give the job to when when we appointed Unai Emery. So, so we look quite silly right now because we bent over backwards for a manager that whatever you think of him and whatever your views are, nobody can argue he did not have the CV. He didn't. He had some ideas and he had some creative thoughts and, and, he, and I'm sure he, you know, he speaks very well. But ultimately, too many things are, are not working. And the man management is, for me, one of the biggest worries I've got. And it's not just because, oh, I like French players, but the treatment of Gunduzi, to a lesser extent, the treatment of Torreira, who was just farmed out without a second notice. And don't get it wrong, it didn't work for him. That's fair enough. The Saliva thing is, I mean, that that's that yeah, on its own was almost a sackable offence for me. The way we treat that kid was was just ridiculous. And that's not just Arteta; that's a club as a whole. That was embarrassing how we how we treated that kid. And if we lose him. We it fucking we deserve it. We deserve to lose him. We do. Um, but where do we go? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess I throw the question back to you. I mean, what what who who's accountable? Who's he answering to? Who's well, firstly, asking the questions? Just add Kim collects. We are. He put a smiley face. So I think you know we are on Spotify. How's everybody enjoying ABW with absolutely no adverts? Hope you're enjoying that. Fuck YouTube <laughs> while I'm at it. Um, uh, Cyan Vesh has a good idea. Let's talk about Elon Musk's idea of humans being multiplanetary species. Can't do that, Cy, because we fucked this planet up enough. We need something to wipe out the human race and stop us getting up and mucking up other planets. Um, now there was someone who made uh, oh, here we go, I Claudius on Twitch. Sadly, I, th I think they will back Arteta for next season, then sack him halfway through the next season and yep. waste another season. Couldn't agree that, more. That, that sounds very much like what they will do, if anything. We, we, you, you know, we always take the piss out of that lot across the road and we say, oh, that's so Spursy. At least they we, do it. 
we we yeah but we we might as well start saying well that's very arsy that's our new our new phrase arsy <laughs> because that is that's so arsenal that is exactly what we'll do probably and we'll and we'll get our... in a firefighter for a half a season and it'll end up the same way We've got our, we've broke, we've equaled the record for the most number of league losses and home losses in a season. We broke the record for the most number of games in a season where we haven't scored a goal. I think it's 10. Uh, sometimes under Wenger, it is one or two games a season where we wouldn't score. And we've, uh, it's going to be our worst league position. There's only one other um, season where we've had a worse position than this, which was 94 95. Yeah, remember that well. Absolutely, uh, our oh, chemical X does uh, does follow us everywhere. Just uh, just trying to upsell the. Uh, yeah, he forgot. <laughs> yeah. we were. Thanks for that, chemical X. Just put up the there branding, and <laughs> in you. case in case he's looking, uh, and I've got the other one on this. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, let's, let let me ask you this question. Just while we're on the Spotify thing, yeah, go just on. just say just say. And as I say, I personally, I know Josh and I are probably the only two people I know that are that are um uh let me word this carefully before i get poo thrown through a my couple? Uh, no we're not a couple oh. um we're, we're not quite as we're not quite as anti-cronky as, as everybody else because we also look at the other options available and we raise an eyebrow and go not so sure um i'll just put it like that i'm not saying we're pro because we're very much not i think we both agree that that we can have better ownership but I think I think Josh and I are both on the same page in that we think that some people put two and two together and make twenty six, and they don't actually fully understand the 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 ownership model and everything. But anyway, but let's just say that Daniel Ack and Co uh, actually bought the club. Just just say they they put in a bid tomorrow, and the Cronkies went. You know what? I've, can't we do with this? We'll take we're, we're taking our ball and going home. Do you think? a change of ownership would bring about a change in hierarchy as, as in, would they come in and go, do you know what? Thanks. I do. But you know, you can crack on and, and the manager can go with you and we're going to, we're going to do things because typically when a club gets bought out, that's what happens. So, I mean, do you, do you think that the Cronkies are invested in Arteta as much as, as much as um, Edu is? Cause, because essentially Edu is the spokesman for those above him, isn't he? That's the kind of how it works. Well, he says, uh, Eck has said that he's been an Arsenal fan for years. And if you're an Arsenal fan for years, then you know this isn't working. And one yeah. of the first things you would do is you come in and go, right, everybody out. Bold, Mertesacker. Saka. The, the under-23 team is horrendous. The under-18 team is horrendous. Partly because, as I regularly say, the, the 18s have had to go to the under-23s. The under-23s now in the first team. The under-18s the other day fielded two 14-year-olds. The under-18s, one of them mm. scored. Very good. Double barrel surnames, as we're full of those now, because that's the, the in the thing. My it own child has a double barrel. Um, you would hope that he would go, yeah, I've uh, I've been supporting Arsenal for 30 years, I think he said, and he knows what he wants. He knows the club. He'll have the advice of those three that have been very quiet. They haven't come out and gone, we don't know what you're talking about. So mm. the kind of involvement when he says that they're on his, he's got their backing or whatever it is, uh, or like, like uh, Mikel uh, Strogo, Strogo. Oh, sorry, I fucked that up. He was brilliant at Monaco, and he was also brilliant at New York. Um, was New York City? He was manager. I, th- I think oh, no, that's Vieira. I, I was going to say, I think he's taking the piss a little bit there, and, and he's right. Yeah. By the way, he wasn't yeah, great at Monaco. A, he's, he's a ter- as long as none of them are going to be manager. I mean, you yeah. look at Bergkamp at the moment. He is assistant manager for a team I've never heard of. 
in in Holland. Didn't even know. Uh, Vieira is he? He's not had. He's not had anything. He was a manager of Nice, wasn't he? Last yeah, he's, was not, he? he's not been in work since Nice. Yeah. Oh dear, failures. All of them. Tony Adams, absolute failure of a manager. Paul Merson, Paul loads Merson. of them have done it and failed. David O'Leary, debatable, yeah. did well with Leeds, but hopefully he will. Oh yeah, Josh says he was. Uh, um, he was at Montreal. Montreal. That was the team yeah. that he left because of COVID. Of, yeah, family reasons. Yeah, they want to come back and see his family. Yeah, uh, hopefully he will come. I mean, if he does come, he'll, he'll know what to do, and he will say everything needs changing. We're going to get rid of all the players. It'll be helped by the fact we've got no European football next season. I'm quite glad we haven't got. We didn't get to the final because I don't want to be smashed in our. That would have been mm. our eighth final, of which we've won two. We've won two out of seven. We weren't going to make it three out of eight if we would have got there. Man United showed that they can concede goals, but they showed that they can bang loads of goals in. But you're and not so- going to, you're not going to. Um, uh, I think there's a grill in the chat, and and if it if it is a, a real grill, she's made an excellent point there. Arsenal are broken now. We need to rebuild the club. First thing we do is get a, a new owner. Grill? A girl. It's Australian for girl. Come on, get ah, gotcha. um, keep Lacazette as he's got great leadership. Get rid of Aubameyang and, and Leno for stars, and. You know, I know some people will look at that and go, ooh, that's a, that's too knee-jerk, blah, blah, blah. But I, I get the point because it's that kind of, it's it's what I call Fantasia theory. The the brush sweeping things clean. Anyone who hasn't seen Fantasia, seriously. I don't watch cartoons. I'm an adult. Yeah, well, you should. Uh, you do watch cartoons, just of the adult variety. Let's move on. Um, no. But uh, yeah, I mean, but there is there is an argument to to just sort of sweep and sweep the the broom and and, and get it all clean on deck. The the only problem you've got with doing that is is the young players, the the hail end players, if you like, that are in this team now that have got marketable uh, value and uh, you know have sell on value is contracts or not. If you if you bring in those player if you bring in those types of of players and you bring through a generation like ferguson did you can do that because you can build around what they had then like a roy Keane, a gary neville etc what you can't really do though is european football or not you can't just get rid of all of the experienced players just bring the kids in make it all north london boys and say right we'll start again because the likes of saka and emil smith Rowe will look around them and go yeah these are all my mates but they're not very good like I kind of want to win something, and suddenly those players actually want to go and play somewhere, and actually want to be playing at a higher level. And both those two players in particular could go and play at a higher level, and and that's why I get a little bit, you know, antsy when people say, "Oh, just get rid of Lacazette because he's, you know, he's not quick and he's this and he's that." And it's like, yeah, don't get it wrong, I get it, but one you're getting rid of one of the most experienced players who young those younger players that we're all building our futures on have outwardly come out and said he's brilliant in the dressing room and to be fair they've said the same about Aubameyang and two you get rid of him and you replace him with who who you who what are you going to do the, the, it's not like the days you know the days where we could go out and get one of the one of the most underrated signings that we ever made was Davos Suka back in the day not because he, not because he tore the record books up. Not because he, you know, w- went down in history. But because we needed a striker of experience and a and a winner. You know, a guy who played at the top level in European football, played for Real Madrid, etc. And he came in at a time where we needed just that guy who would come in and get us 10, 15 goals a season. Wasn't that the season after Anelka left? Yeah, when we needed we had stability. Him for a season. 
Two, yeah. I was looking at that a couple of days ago, oddly. And the season before he joined Arsenal, Real Madrid, then Real Madrid the season before that, he, I think he was top goal scorer. And I think they might have won the Europe, Europa League or the European Cup or the Champions League. Year, I don't know what it's called. Wasn't it the year we got to the final in Turkey and lost to Galatasaray? In Denmark, lost to Galatasaray. Wasn't that the same season? Might have been. Um, I can't remember, but I remember looking at it and thinking, bloody hell, it's only with us for a season and we let him go to West Ham. He he came in and did the job. Yeah, and it was that era. And the other problem you've got right now is, you know, you're not going to go out and find an Eduardo from Dynamo Zagreb anymore. Those players don't don't exist anymore. You're not going to go and get a player of of his quality out of the Croatian league. The the closest you'd get to that right now is someone like Odson Eduard at Celtic, who I really like, I really like, but he's not proven at the top level. He's proven at a fairly good level in in European games with Celtic, but he's not. He's not like you know. He's not final piece of the jigsaw, you know. Which which is why you've which is essentially why we've signed Balogun. But my my concern is if you go into next season with potentially Lacazette in the final year of his contract, so naturally the motivation is going to be lower because it just naturally is. You've got Aubameyang who you know clearly needs a good rest and a good a good summer which he will get, obviously, because he's not in, in the Euros. And and then you need to be bringing through the likes of Balogun. But that's a lot of pressure on it on a young lad. So, I mean, I, there's just so many holes and there's so many gaps. And like I said, at the very start of this podcast, and I know I know we've, we've got, gone over it time and again, but just tonight just proves to me that that he, he isn't... I, do, I don't think he's capable of doing this job to the level that that we feel that we should be at and the level that this squad should be at. If this squad was sort of fifth or sixth, we'd be like, do you know what? All right, yeah, I kind of get it. But we're not, we're 10th. You know, we're fighting out with Leeds and who else is around us? I don't even know. Like <clears> Brighton, Southampton, well, I mean, Newcastle you know, on far away. Exactly. In the last like, years, Leicester and Everton have overtaken us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, At least Spurs have still not won anything. And they that's never will, but but no. that's that's fodder, isn't it? I mean, that's you know that will always be that will always be the case. But you Ooh, know, Shannon and, has said something to make you happy. Lack has been one of our best players this season. It's very yeah, true. He has, he has. I mean, and he's been one of our best players throughout the course of this season. In arguably his worst season. So what does what does that tell you? You know, and and the one thing he'll always give you is 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 he'll try. And to yeah. and to be fair. Someone like Granite Xhaka will always give you that. He'll always try. The quality's and, not always there, but he'll try. And Villa of quarters. West Villa. Ham are overtaken us. Mr. Waffles can say get foreigners out of football because he's American. Did we we lost Am I right in saying we lost home and away to Villa? And we I lost so. home home to Burnley. We lost uh, did we lose oh, home we and away lost. to Wolves? Probably. Uh, we've, lost, we've lost so many games. It's, it's easier to list who we have who we have beaten, yeah. which isn't a very long list. We've beaten the bottom four teams quite convincingly. That's always a, a positive. That's something Wenger regularly couldn't manage, beating the and, shit teams. And now we're finally turning up a bit against the, the, the top clubs in one-off games. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, there's, just, there's just so much, isn't there? There's so much to do, and, and there's so many... There's so many things that, that are broken right now. And I, I, if I'm Arteta tonight, I just, I'm just looking at the wall and thinking, where the hell do I go from here? Because he's used up all the excuses. Go on Twitter and then, or watch our podcast. We'll tell you what to do. How comes our Josh is there all night? Is, is he doing a big poo or having a bath or something? 
You might be in the bath, yeah. Um, you might, you know. Right, if you bath. are in the bath, happy birthday, Josh. People, oh, is uh, it his birthday? I don't know. Well, he's had a bath, hasn't he? Oh, oh, I see what you've done there. Yeah. Yes. Mohar yeah. Max says it's better to watch Arsenal women team. They are Vivian Maidema and uh, Daniel van der Vonk, and uh, all the rest van of them Vonk. are all brilliant. So hopefully, Maidema doesn't go to Leon in the summer, which she probably will if she gets a chance because they are magnificent. Chelsea well, have need... just won the Women's League. They need uh, those, didn't we yeah. do the double over United? Josh says we beat them and drew with them, and uh, we're not playing them again. Maybe um, Celtic and Rangers want to come down to the Premier League, don't they? Maybe we could go up to Scotland. Maybe that's the way forward. Perhaps we could... Uh, I quite fancy Arsenal St. Iron home and away. That should be quite fun for a season or two. People are but... saying that by that, um, Eduardo, Ed, the French, the, the young striker at Celtic, if you're a decent striker and you're playing for Celtic in that dog and pony league, if you don't get 50 goals a season, you ain't going to make it in the Premier League. So don't bother. He's never going to make it at this um, at the moment. I I'm not. I I think if you're good enough, it doesn't matter what league you're playing in. If your quality shines through, I mean, look at Tierney. Like, okay, yeah, you know, he played it in Southampton. Certain players, it doesn't work for. Shane Duffy went up from from Brighton to Southampton and has been absolutely trash, and has basically been binned out by Southampton because he couldn't cut it in the Scottish League. So it doesn't always work like that. Don't get it wrong, I'm not saying the Scottish League is, is good. It's clearly not very good. But there are certain players that I think could probably make the transition down. There's been a few over the years, haven't there, Like who've come down and been very, very good. So Here's a question. Michael has uh, put... Uh, is that the... Is that, why is um, Kieran Tierney in his picture wearing a, a light blue shirt? It's the oh, Why Always Me Balotelli shirt. It's, it's oh, oh, Balotelli. Is it, is it Monza in uh, Serie yes. B? We're it certainly was. Kevin Prince Boateng? Yeah. Yes. Um, he is, I said, did we just need to win tonight to get Champions League football next season as United are second in the Premier no. League? That is a question for Josh. No, I don't, I don't believe so. No, I think um, because that would have been all over the media, I'm pretty sure we had to win it. I don't think that's... Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the case. Um, yeah, you know, lossless is here. Hello, James. You all right? It's been a while. He's, he's got a baby. Been keeping him busy. Haven't seen think, you on um, Twitter much. And, and what? And what? You know, what a time to be alive! Like we're absolute trash, and, <laughs> and another team in England is guaranteed to, to win the Champions League, and a team managed by Oli going to bloody Solskjaer is probably going to win the Europa League. I mean, what a what a time to be alive with all these English clubs leaving us behind. Although I have to say, it would be kind of funny if if Unai Emery went and won it with the Real now, wouldn't it? Oh, that's it who be... in the two finals. Are you cheering for? I'm cheering for Giroud and Villarreal. Well, I'm 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 hoping that the Champions League final just doesn't get played because I can't cheer for either <laughs> of those two. Uh, and and grudgingly, I'd actually rather see Chelsea win it than City, just so I can yeah. laugh at City again. And um, Giroud will get that uh, and trophy. Giroud, but... Yeah, uh, but as for yeah, Europa League is no, is no, absolutely no question. I will cheer for Francis Cockerland's boys all the way. So. Come on, Unai! Come on, Unai! If, if you do one good thing for Arsenal, win the tournament with Villarreal. We did have some questions that I've been trying to make a note of. Loki seventy three said, "Do you think, like myself, that this team is suited for Rafa?" No, it's, it's suited Not- for the bin. Really, is what it's suited for. But, um, we've got so many attacking players and Rafa is not an, an attacking manager. 
he would want a team full of defensive players, but we're suited to someone who likes I th- to play. I think, I think he'd make us a better. I think he'd make us a better team, but we wouldn't be better to watch. That would be mm. what I'd say to that. I, th- I actually think he probably would get us. I think I think he would probably get us a lot more stable, a lot more organised. Is that what we need at the moment? Well, I would argue it probably is. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, in order to get to where we want to be, maybe we do have to take a few steps back. And, and let's not forget when Arteta came in, that's exactly what we did, wasn't it? We played this counter-attacking particularly against the big sides. You know, we shithoused our way to that FA Cup final, didn't we? By beating Man City with like 3% possession and one shot on target and winning 1-0. That's kind of what we did. We did the same in the final. So, uh, we beat Liverpool in the Charity Shield by playing that way. Man United in the, the league by playing that way. We we were very much like that low, blo- low block, um, sit in, protect at all costs and score on the counter through Aubameyang. That was, that was our blueprint. And then it's almost like Arteta went, "Oh, okay. Well, now I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to sort of go away from that. I'm not going to make us any more attacking, but I'm going to play with reckless abandon and just completely ignore the midfield, play players in all sorts of positions, rotate the team every single week, and not have any stability anywhere." Uh, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I do wonder. I do wonder. And someone like Benitez isn't going to stay out of work for long, is he? So. Yeah, I don't know. I think his name will come up a lot more in the in the few in the next few months because he's out of work completely, isn't he? He's left the Chinese club, so I think that Chinese club no longer exists. Well, there you go. Was, uh, the champions were um, dissolved, and one other club was dissolved, and they had all of their links with um, companies taken away. Oh, that was the club that Hamsik was with, and he went to play in Sweden instead, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah. To get fit yeah. for the for the Euros, I think it was. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Villarreal have done a very very cheeky tweet. Thanks to our Femi for putting it in the chat. So I've been Does a bit quiet. A very good evening or something like that. Yeah, you're not far wrong. Here we go. Bing bong, just uploading it. Oh, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, good evening. Good evening. They for should, those people oh, they've at missed, home, they've missed a chance there, haven't they? They've missed an opportunity. For those people on the official Twitter from Villarreal says, Good evening, UEL, um, es Nustrom Momento. I don't know what that means. And then is uh, Unai Emery wearing a white shirt with his elbows on a, a tactics board with all the little dime and put things on it. And it says, Unai Emery, Masterclass CV. Mm. Yeah, well done. I, I probably wouldn't, I was going to say, I probably wouldn't go so far as to say Masterclass. They, uh, they they didn't have to do a lot really, other than sit back and watch us pitifully play the ball around our back four in the centre circle. But yeah, credit where credit where credit's due. The man the man does does bits in this competition, unless of course he's managing Arsenal when it all comes crashing down around him. But yeah, I mean you know, credit where credit's due. They came with a game plan and and they said, "What have you got?" And we went, "Nothing, Gov." So you know. Um. Mr. Epic put in there, there was one from Avon, but we've covered that. Mr. Epic, how many players are going to leave now? Um, and when Joshua Page asked, uh, if I had to sacked, who would you bring in? We've also covered about that. I don't know who I'd bring in. I have no idea about these managers. I had, someone did say the manager of Atalanta in Italy, you're going to get goals. Crazy. He was 
he smashed yes. the goal scoring record um, for I think two or three seasons in a row there. Can't defend for shit, but when you've got a team like ours full of attackers, it's going to be good. It's going to be uh, goals, we, goals, we, goals. Have we got a team full of attackers? I would I would debate that a little bit. Mm, well, players who put down fun. on their CV, they're a striker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Gasparini's. Um, yeah, I don't think that'll happen. I think, I think he's, I think he's getting up there in age as well. I don't, I think that would be a bit of a. It wouldn't be a long-term old. project. Uh, I will find out how old he is, but I don't um, think. Allegri going back to Juventus. Our oh, Josh said it earlier, and Josh Page has said it here. Yeah, it that's, seems like that's pretty much. He said two oh, years um, out, and now it's going back. Gasparini was born a day after me. Not the same year. He's sixty-three. Yeah, that's not that's not going to happen, is it? I don't think personally. Um, Hansi Flick, a few people have said as well, because obviously he's leaving the German national team. So I mean, he. I mean, you know, I can think of worse worse coaches to sit on the on the bench and scratch their nuts for forty-five minutes. I mean, you know, wouldn't wouldn't be the uh, the worst thing in the world, would it? Just shameless, but shit. <laughs> I think that's a little harsh, but he had a good game tonight. Considering he's uh, lost half a stone and was breathing out of his ass for three, three or four days. I think good to stretch, if I'm honest. But you well, know, as in, they had a couple of good chances. Yeah, shame he can't jump. Yeah. Well, I can't jump or head the ball, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that's yeah, yeah. Uh, Don uh, does he wants Conte? Conte's not leaving yeah. into Milan, is he? He's out there to prove a point. And the and the guy is a serial winner. He's not. He has no interest in clubs like ours. And he's done that with a load of Man United pensioners. And and you think our board is bad now? Imagine Conte throwing his weight around. Jesus Christ! That would last three minutes before he was out the door. Our board wouldn't like that. No, he wouldn't. Well, that's been nearly two hours. Do you think we should shut up and go away now for a I half think hour so. show? I think I think we've um, I think we've exercised some demons between us, haven't we? Um, yeah. It's basically been a podcast, hasn't it? We've literally talked about the game for three minutes and then just just gone off on one. But it's been therapeutic, you know. So, Chandler's bringing up about should Urzel have gone? He's had nine games with uh, Fenerbahce and not scored a goal, not got an assist, not got pre-assist, and only once has he averaged above seven as a rating. That man is done. If you can't do it in the Donkey League, you can't do it anywhere. Yeah, he had to go, unfortunately. Too much was going on off the pitch and on the pitch mm. for my liking. But, you know, such is life. They'll probably get rid of him at the end of the season. Don't worry, though. It'll be fine because Chesney's coming back in the summer. Aaron Ramsey said that he's open to leaving Juventus. We're getting the band back together. Um, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before we, we bring the likes of Fabian Caballero and Stefan Meltz out of retirement. Oh. Ali Adier still with one knee, he'll be fine. <laughs> Colo Toure will manage the dietary supplements. Colo Toure is selling used cars, he's got an account on here. <laughs> isn't, yeah. he, isn't he on the Leicester coaching staff still? Colo I think Toure. he I think is. He follows yeah. Pine Rogers around everywhere. He works under Rogers, okay, yes. but uh, yeah, but no, I mean, it's season's over, Danny. We've got what four games left, and I could not give a shit about any of them. Well, still got to um, play Chelsea. That's going to be fun, isn't it? Don't really expect us to do any more post-game shows. Um, we're probably not just, shows ever again. Yeah, we yeah we got um, West Brom at home, Chelsea away, Palace away, Brighton at home. Don't give a fuck about any of those. We've uh, yeah. Arsenal has, has officially killed us. Uh, we we've could been relegate. We could relegate Sam Allardyce though. That would be a small bonus, I guess. Yes, we've been talking That's... about next season not doing any more 
post-game shows because quite frankly it's can't be bothered we don't like it youtube has fucked us over and so uh there's, there's no there's no enthusiasm or incentive to try and do more stuff and we're thinking of going back going old school going back to the way we used to do it one podcast not live every i don't know we can do tuesday wednesday thursday now chris it doesn't matter what <laughs> we can day pick we any day we like yeah back to thursdays which is which is always a good thing so that's probably the way we're going to go next season season we, we after could... that we don't know but we're just going to go go old school you've got plenty of choice for live shows out there and it's just a lot easier for us well, it's a lot could... cheaper for us we could just say to our listenership while we've got this this brief moment we could just say like we haven't decided a hundred percent but it's, it's nothing against you, you guys and girls who oh, no, tune we love in. Love, we love, we love it to bits, but it, yeah. it's a bit of a saturated market. And the truth is we've all got, well, Danny's lazy, does nothing. But the rest of us have all got jobs and life and stuff. And uh, and we just sort of, um, we want to try and get our love for it back. We As much as, as, much as we enjoy entertaining you guys and, you know, uh, chatting Arsenal and stuff, it's been, it's been a bit tough the last... I would argue 18 months, two years, but particularly this season with everything that's gone on in the world and that it has been, it's not been fun always to podcast, if we're completely honest. And some of us, have, me included, have lost a bit of interest in not only the team, but in the whole of sort of football as a, as a whole. And yeah, we just sort of think that maybe it's time for us to go back to, we'll always be, we'll always do a podcast, don't worry, but maybe we just sort of feel like we might change it and go back to the old ways and do one a week and, and like Danny said, there's a lot of other podcasts out there that do live reaction shows, some very good ones, and I'm not going to lie, some pretty fucking awful ones. But the choice is yours, you know. You you listen to who you like, and some of you will tune in because you like us. Some of you will tune in just because you don't like us, and that's why you tune in, and we love you too. But, um, yeah, we're uh, well, we're going to get together in the summer and, and, and have a look at it and see where we are. But, yeah, we're thinking that, it'd be quite cool to go back to the old days a bit and yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe start it afresh and come back when we're under the leadership of, I don't know, whoever the hell's in charge. Well, I was thinking I was doing podcasts in 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So this is my 10th actual year, not 10 years, but 10th year that I have done podcasts in and come up for best part of, Eight, nine hundred. I don't. I don't even count anymore. And I bet you've got and, them uh, all on file somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. And uh, I used to. I used to. Um, all the ones I guested on, but there's so many now. And yeah, it's. Um, You're a celebrity these days. You don't need to keep your back back catalogue. <laughs> yeah. your, your name precedes itself. But. It's just. It's just nice to just reset. Go back to how we used to do things. You never know. A North London derby might do a, a, a post game show or do the odd live special or might be used to just make it a lot easier and it's also if we don't do them live then that makes it easier for everybody else to come on because then we don't have to do it at half seven eight o'clock we can do it maybe one afternoon do it the day before um or anything like that just makes our lives a lot easier plus it will save us money we're not paying for Streamyard next season we're not playing i think we can get away of not paying for soundcloud uh yeah so um yeah that's it at at the end of the day any of you that have tuned in tonight, a God bless you because it can't have been easy. Uh, we're all we're all in therapy together, boys and girls. But yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we we do this free of charge. We don't, you know, we don't, as Danny said, we try and avoid adverts. We don't, uh, you know, we don't sort of monetize anything. Yes, we have taken donations in the past, but we do that if people want to do it. There's no pressure from anybody. 
And all we do with that is we pay for my stripper addiction, Danny's porn collection, and the hosting. That's it. So, oh, and John's PD mm. checkups. Obviously, they're important as well. But other than that, you know, we um, we you know, we, we don't we don't gain out of doing it on a monetary basis. Whereas some people do run things as a business, and fair play to them. That's that's their choice. But as a result, it's their full time job. It's not ours. It's just a. Uh, it's 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 a as i said it's a therapy session for us and um and it's a group of mates who just like talking football and uh and yeah chemicals put in the chat miss jeff we miss jeff we don't, oh, don't know where jeff is worried well, about him tonight he, he's a man with many phones and i did send him a message to ask him if he was free last week still hasn't got i haven't got a reply he's in our whatsapp group he doesn't read it He's better I think than that. I think the thing with Jeff as well is he'd normally be at games. So he'd probably be on podcasts more because he'd, he'd be going to games. But obviously, with this pandemic, he's not been able to be at games as much. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll still be here. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're just, um, we're just, we're just sort of thinking about how can we reinvent it. And we started the whole live show craze, didn't we, Danny? Let's give ourselves some credit here. First, we were one of the first one to have listeners live for the transfer yeah. deadline day ones, the first post-game yeah. live show. I think we were the first ones to utilise YouTube, and we've helped many other podcasts, and they've gone on and blossomed, which mm-hmm. is a, which is good to see. And uh, as you can see, you see me in the chat for most of those. Uh, people are asking what's happened to Jason. Uh, football sent him mad. And me and him disagreed on stuff, and he's a very angry man. I couldn't take much more of it. Imagine if he'd have been here this season. Oh, shit I, I, I can well imagine Jay smashing the shit out of his flat right now. I, I can, I can well, I might, I might message him in a minute and and see what he has to say. For I can imagine him setting light to anything in Cardiff that he can find right now. Uh, God bless him. But no, we're we're we all we're most of us still chat to Jason. Um, yeah, so yeah, life is what life is. Sometimes people just move on and uh, do their own things, and um, you know that that's the way life is. But now we're all we're all mates, so um, hmm. don't worry. There was there was there was no kill put out or anything like that. <laughs> no hit oh. put out. Feramundi has just subscribed. Thank you very much. That's also Thank another you, thing. YouTube doesn't promote us to anybody, and uh, not that subscribers and numbers don't really mean anything if you're not making money from it, which we don't really. And uh, so, yeah, just, just need you need a bit of a relax, a time, easy time. We need to bring back the fun of doing shows and constantly doing live ones. And I, I went for a while, a couple of months ago, trying to see affect the the um, the YouTube algorithms by doing more shows. I enjoyed doing, but then I just got so much work. I thought. Nah, I, I'm not going to play the YouTube game. Keep chasing it. Tried it for six weeks. Didn't work. Fuck it. I can't actually remember the last time I was a guest on another podcast. It's been, it's been, it's been that I've been that miserable. No, nobody's interested in hearing me whinge on other podcasts anymore. So you did your yeah. own one. Yeah, uh, hipsters. They were back. Was it yeah, yeah. two thousand views you had? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good. And we're we're, we're definitely going to come back and do some more. Um, hmm. I think I think I speak for us all when I say it'd just be nice to have kind of normal football back with fans and and three o'clock kickoffs and uh, and all that goes with it. So yeah, there you go. I think that's right. as good a place to leave it as any, really, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. That's uh, just over two hours. It's meant to be a half hour show, yabbering <laughs> on. Well, it's we might as well make it make it a good deal of it. I don't know if we'll be back Sunday. I don't know if we'll do any more live shows for the rest of the season because I don't care. 
you don't care, Arteta doesn't care, the owner doesn't care, the players don't care, and that's it. We'll do a podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll commit to doing the normal podcast each week, just maybe oh, not really? anything on top. Look at that. Al Bagunaret, I don't message, but I always watch. I love you guys. Well, we love Bless you too. You. Thank you very much. That's very kind. Without Excellent. you guys, we are literally worse than nothing. Oh, there you go. J House Media says uh, him and his brother do a podcast called Q the Football. Well, there you go. There you he go. goes on his radio station, Radio Q Camberley. So go and have a look. I can't just go. my keyboard. Love that. Oh, you don't want to do that. No. Well, we're going to go. We could waffle on again all night. Ah, oh, there you go, James. Say hello to little man for me. And uh, why don't you care anymore? Do you? We don't care anymore, do you? <laughs> there you show. go. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> Great way to we end the show. We don't care, do you? They want to work. There you yeah. go. From Pat Brady. Uh, right. Thank you very much, everybody. Um, we will maybe back next week. I don't know. Maybe... Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe the next announcement when Arteta's fired, then uh, then we can come back and have a little chit chat about that. But until then, um, yeah, uh, that's it, really. Thank you very much for joining me tonight, Chris. It's been uh, we all started yesterday, and we're finishing today. You're welcome, mate. Yeah, uh, I knew I knew it was a bad idea when I said I'd come on at last minute notice. I knew it was not going to end well, but you know, hopefully we've all got through this together. Right, and uh, I don't know when we'll be back, but you lot, you be nice to each other. That's it. That's all you need to worry about. And we will see you sometime in the future. Oh, lovely. Bye-bye. Fuck Ellis. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>